106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. If you want to understand how power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely, look no further than the other chamber in the United States Capitol. Speaker Nancy Pelosi is drunk on power. The orders that Speaker Pelosi is issuing are abusive and unprecedented. Speaker Pelosi has decreed to members of the House of Representatives elected by the people that if you dare walk onto the floor of the House of Representatives without a mask, I, Speaker Pelosi, shall fine you. Who the hell is she to be fining members of the House? But you know what? She's not done with that. She's not done with disrespecting our Constitution, disrespecting our democratic system that elects leaders. She goes further to the good men and women who work here in the United States Capitol. We are surrounded by men and women who have chosen to come and work for the public good. And here's what Speaker Pelosi has decreed. If you dare walk in the hallway without a mask, I, Speaker Pelosi, will arrest you. I will put you in jail. I will fine you. That is an absolute and complete abuse of power. She has no authority to disrespect the men and women who work here to threaten you with physical harm, to threaten you with imprisonment. And why does she do so? She does so for one reason, political theater. The gentleman for, from uh, North Carolina seek recognition. Madam Speaker, I seek unanimous consent to address the House for one minute. Without objection, the gentleman is recognized for one minute. Madam Speaker, you are not God. Your will does not bend the forest or shake the mountains. And let me assure you, your will does not bow the knee of millions of my countrymen who refuse to heed your callous command. To threaten arrest on others for their own personal medical decisions is nothing short of a medical apartheid, and I will not let it stand. For if I am to cowardly bend the knee here like those on the left wish, then what is to stop you all from taking your tyranny to the rest of this country that I love? How dare anyone in this institution attempt to dictate to the patriots of my staff how they may live their lives? For one to think that because they have the title honorable attached to their name means that they may dictate what others may say and think repulses me. What makes this nation special is that in this free land, the people are the royalty. So arrest us if you will, but I will not cower and I will not bend. Madam Speaker, you have come to take away our liberties. But Madam Speaker, in this country, you are outnumbered. With that, I yield back. A really quick question for my vaccinated superiors and betters. If vaccinated people can catch COVID, and they surely can, in Massachusetts, the recent outbreak, three quarters of those who caught COVID were fully vaccinated. And the fully vaccinated can transmit COVID. In fact, there is some evidence that people who are double vaccinated are more likely to pass COVID on. 
if you can catch it and you can spread it, what is the point of a vaccine passport? Is it simply that you've had a little prick, that you are a little prick, and you really, really want a certificate to prove it? don't need a mask. The mask is about compliance because they know Canadians like to do what they're told. So if they tell you you have to wear a mask, next they're going to tell you you have to contact trace. Then they're going to tell you you have to take the vaccine. And because Canadians like to do what they're told, they're hoping that everyone just complies. And then guess what, kids? Once you take your vaccine, like a dumb person that doesn't know any better, they're going to tell you, sorry, the vaccine isn't as effective as we thought it was going to be. So now you still got to wear your mask, still got to get contact trace, still have all the restrictions and social distancing and still take your vaccine. And then what did you get out of all of this? You got a whole year where you weren't allowed to travel. Your business was closed. They took your rights and freedoms. They forced the vaccine on you. And what happened? The same amount of people died. Everything is the exact same. And now they're going to put you back on lockdown and bring it all the way till July of next year so they can do the same thing again. Bring you from July, August and September, getting you off lockdown, but just to bring you back on lockdown again. If you idiots haven't figured it out yet, it's a perpetual cycle that you never get out of. And it's a way to take your rights, your freedoms, close your business, take your wealth. Why? So you become dependent on government. Why? If you're independent, the government works for you like it's supposed to. If you depend on the government to give you a paycheck to feed your family every month because they closed your business on you, now the government doesn't work for you. The government rules you. So instead of a middle class, we have the government, upper class, and the lower class dependents that rely on the government to survive. In other words, we have a slave class. And that's what they're trying to do. It's that simple. Well, it looks like all the lights are on and the things are beeping and it looks normal. And uh, we've had a, a kind of an odd couple of weeks, but uh, Tanner Martis, who keeps the electronics working on this show, uh, fixed it both times. One time, uh, <clears throat> I didn't think I recorded enough segments and he found one miraculously. And then the next week, which was last week, I thought I did everything perfect <clears throat> and he's texted me instead of six segments he said is there a reason you have seven segments here <clears throat> and i just completely lost count so anyway um tanner is keeping us in the ball game if it sounds good from your end it seems good it's interesting then uh a chalk went up for tanner and maybe you could send me a text through five three zero seven one three one eight three eight and say way to go Tanner and I'll pass it on to him. I know it means a lot to him. <clears throat> he get he receives a little money from this, but I don't think it's very much compared to his talent. And uh he's got another job plus he's married and and has a little boy <clears throat> down in Texas. So everything was perfect till I started talking. Now I'm coughing. So we're in the middle of the night here. Um and this show is number 123 of our podcasts, uh, and this will come up on the uh, 7th of August, uh, 2021. I'm recording it a bit early as normal, so Tanner can do his work on it. 
the miracle of technology. I would have never been able to do this myself, but uh, the guys that I work with, uh, partners over at the Church of Glad Tidings said, oh, you should do this. We got a guy. He can really fix it up, and he could just leave town, and you can take over, and he can help you from an arm's length across the other end of the United States. So that's exactly what happened. Uh, let's see. So new people, we do six segments, about 20 minutes a piece here, and then we, but but we don't take, uh, we not, we're not doing like a break like the radio commercials do, radio does in commercials, and but we have educational clips primarily on each of the breaks. So uh, I leave them, I let them do the talking because they are smarter than I am. And there's no reason for me to just steal their information and give it to you the way I say it. I think it's more interesting and I get tired of talking and to get bored with what I say sometimes. So um, you're listening to No Hostages Radio. This is Lou Benninger. And as I mentioned, the, uh, the episode 123. And uh, you can check us out a number of ways. You probably got here through one of the ways that I don't know about, but the common ways to find us are through your podcast uh, source and just put in the word No Hostages Radio or the words. And then uh, you may have gotten referred to our website from the end of one of our articles that I write, and that website is NoHostagesRadio.com. And uh, on that website, there are articles and there are the episodes all the way back to number one. So you can check us out there. You can also, uh, I'll be live. I'll, I'm also doing a live show on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon on KMYC radio, 14, 10 a.m. Now, unfortunately, they still are not on the Internet. And I've been trying to get the owner to, uh, he's a very nice guy. Uh, but he didn't really get the fact early on that the internet is where people listen to the radio now, mostly. So we're working on that. It's really out of my control. I just try to make an encouraging influence, but that's the way it is. KMYC 1410 AM. If you're very far from Yuba Sutter counties, if you're more than a county out, you're probably not going to be able to hear it uh, until we get on the internet. Then you can hear it in Afghanistan. Uh, so that is a two-hour show, and it's live. This is a recorded, of course, and uh, cleaned up if I if I crash the plane at some point. Uh, so I mentioned my my phone number five three zero seven one three one eight three eight. If you want to send me a text or a comment, and also let me give me give you an email. People are sending me clips that they think I not I need to listen to, or maybe listen to and pass on to you. So my email uh, is lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com. Very simple. Uh, so uh, just shoot me an email, your comments, and I do check those every single day. Uh, I have other emails as well I check more often, but that's kind of the one dedicated to the media, lou at nohostagesradio.com. Well, I mentioned we are live on KMYC. So what's going on with that uh, program because they're not really recording it to keep on the station or not really put on live stream. Uh, one Eye Blind Media, One Eye Blind Media, uh, it's a Facebook site. They are now taking the recording from the live show and putting it on their, uh, on their uh, Facebook channel. And so I will let you know 
the developments on that and how fast that goes up during the week for those that missed the live show. Uh, one eye blind media, one eye. So uh, you can go check that out. And I know there's one show. I think they just put up a show over there recently. And and on the there's a Facebook site for Live with Lou. That's the name of the live radio show, Live with Lou. And there's a Facebook site for that. And also we're putting the this show. Uh, we're putting that over there. So we're just kind of cross pollinating. There's a lot of similar information. Uh, in the two shows, um, I don't do fresh shows that they're so close, but I don't do the same show cause this one's longer and, and there are things that come up. I just handle differently live than I would recorded. I think that's enough prep stuff. So, uh, I wanted to talk to you about, uh, the recall of Gavin Newsom. I know some of you are, are refugees from, from California right now. And you, you're settled into Texas or Washington State or Missouri, uh, gee, Idaho, Utah, all around. You know, Missouri, did I say Missouri? Uh, so uh, you're settled in out there and you're fighting your own battles and they're unique in every state. And, and I'm glad you're there. Good for you. I hate to see friends move on, but hey, that's part of life. And it, it we're not, if you're Christian folk, we're going to be together anyway for, for too long. So I'm looking forward to that. And all the people I started out working with many, many years ago, um, we're all getting older. We all know that. And uh, so uh, anyhow, I wanted to give you a shout out and, and let you know how you how you can get in, in contact with me. I think I lost my train of thought a little bit. But uh, what I was getting at is I was going to talk about Gavin Newsom. And I know a lot of you that have left here know Gavin Newsom really well. And I, so I'm going to take up a little time here on Gavin Newsom because uh, a lot of people that are listening to the show from California, and we have a election to remove Gavin Newsom. We, we signed enough petitions to get him on the ballot to recall him, just like we did with Gray Davis in 2003. Now, Gray Davis wasn't nearly the rascal that Gavin Newsom is. This Newsom is a dirty, indecent dog, and uh, he's a liar. And he's a communist, and he needs to be removed. And I got a ton of ways. I wrote an article that said, recall Gavin Newsom hyphen. What are your whys? In other words, why? If you don't have any whys to recall him, you're probably not going to vote. And I'm going to give you some whys. Uh, so I'm going to spend a little time. That The election is just a little under two months away. It's September 17th. Uh, please don't be ignorant about this. You can still register to vote. If you're just turning 18, getting ready to turn 18, you can register when you're 17. You can actually register to vote in California when you're 16. You just can't vote until that magic number 18 comes about. So, But the fact is you got your paperwork in, and when that date comes, you'll be on the rolls. So 18-year-olds are going to be able to vote. Uh, so you can get signed up or people that you change your name, change your address, whatever you've done to alter anything about your life, re-register and do it properly. So you don't monkey monkey up the situation. Um, I'm concerned about pe people say, well, you know, some people say it's, it's uh, no use voting in Cal in Northern California because, and I've even made these statements that there aren't enough votes in Northern California. I'm talking about the top 24 counties of the 58 
there aren't enough votes up here because it's so sparsely populated to compare with just one county in the south. That's L.A. County. So I've said all along that although I think we should all encourage our neighbors and get all our relatives and anybody we can to vote, uh, because we, if it's close, we could be the deciding votes up here, even though we don't swing the big vote bat up here. But if L.A. County, for instance, loves Gavin, uh, we're sunk up here, right? So my hope is that Gavin, uh, Gavin, I was going to call him Gavin Mandry. Gavin Mandry was a mayor here a jillion years ago. That Gavin Newsom, uh, my hope is that Gavin Newsom has chafed the, the spirit of so many people in Southern California that they are sick of them. And let's not get mixed up. Gavin, Gavin Newsom is not running against any of the other people on the ballot. He's, he's running against your view of him. That's the only competitor he has. His greatest enemy and his greatest beneficiary is himself. And so you add the rest of it. You add the rest of the mix. So if you go in there and you vote, enough of you vote against him, 50% of you plus one person. He's out. It doesn't matter how many votes anybody else gets on the rest of the ballot. So one ballot is just him in or out. Um, so it's very simple. Now, they started off saying they were all cocky and everything with the Democrat Party. We're just going to kick your rear and he's in good shape. And it doesn't matter what he does. He can be a tyrant. He can be a liar. He can be an adulterer. He can tell you to wear a mask and he doesn't have to wear one. He can tell your kids to stay home and his kids can go to school. You can tell your kids to uh, mask up and they can't go to camp, but his kid can take a mask off and go to camp. All these double standards. This is communism, people. It's not just one jerk. This is communist socialist rule where you have an elite and everybody else is equal to one another in their misery, but the top people are less equal than the rest. So I made a list of recall reasons. And one of them's rules for thee, and but not for he. And so that we just had to deal with his kids at camp, and he blamed the camp. He blamed everybody else except taking responsibility for his own middle, you know, his own uh, adolescent children that were at camp not wearing a mask. Well, nobody else was wearing a mask, and they signed documents to Newsom saying they knew the camp's uh, the camp uh, mask rule was optional. If a kid wants to wear a mask, just like in normal life. They were being normal, and the uh, the Newsoms are liars and hypocrites. So uh, the French Laundry, he went to the French Laundry. You couldn't go. Other restaurants couldn't even open. You couldn't go into a restaurant without wearing a mask, just on and on and on. You could six, six feet apart. You couldn't fill all the tables, da-da-da. Okay, the next one, extreme government overreach, massive executive orders, the executive order to close all the schools, close all the businesses, Close all the non-essential businesses. Everybody stay home. People stay in their homes. All those things, all unscientific, all hurtful. Many people died, committed suicide, overdosed from drugs, all kinds of things. That Those were executive orders. Spending a billion dollars of our money buying defective masks from China so he could get some kickbacks on it. Mandatory mail-in voting. You can pick one. Some of these you might think, oh, I don't really care about that. It doesn't bother me. Ongoing shutdowns, loss of businesses, loss of jobs, 
letting letting entire towns burn up, not taking care of the forest. Right now, we just have another forest fire burning up a town. I think the town of Greenville, somebody said, might have burned totally down, just like the town of Paradise. We not only have forest fires, we have holocausts. We have we have these infernos that just burn up everything. We don't burn up just the ground under the trees. We burn up the trees. We burn up all the critters. We burn up everything. We suck all the oxygen out of the air. We we send all kinds of carbon footprint mess down the rivers. And the reason is, is because Gavin Newsom will not maintain the forest. He will not maintain the dams. He will not maintain the forest. He will not build any more water reservoirs. We're in a drought right now, all because of the government. The, the people of California didn't do anything wrong. We have, we're burning down forests. We just got another, this uh, Greenville fire, terrible fire. In fact, when I get done with this, I'm going to repeat what I said last week about the carbon footprint on just one year of major fires and give you how ridiculous this, this is. These guys don't care about environmentalism. They want to force people out of the, the national forest and the forest period and live in the cities and get people out of their homes there. That's what it's all about. You think, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. It isn't a theory when it's actually happening before your eyes and people's houses. I have friends that actually burned up and died, right? All they did is bag the ashes of the guy and his, his lady friend. I knew him and his whole family right up here above Yuba County where we live. So uh, I, I, a friend of mine I went to high school with, very close friend of mine, played on sports teams. Two of his grandkids burned to death in the Santa Rosa fire. This, isn't, this is not political to me. This is criminal, and this is criminal uh, malfeasance in government. Uh, unemployment checks to, senior, to prisoners and felons. Did you know that $1 billion, uh, prisoners, People in prison should not be getting checks from unemployment people. Do you understand that? A billion dollars of incompetence, right? Two million dollars in unemployment fraud overall. People getting checks outside of prison even that shouldn't have gotten anything. Eighty million dollars on billboard education, uh, which was a plan to remind people to social distance. Mental harassment is what that is, to social distance. He spent $80 million on something that's used for prisoners of war to torment them. Doesn't do anything about sickness. Standing on an X, all that does is get you ready for total government compliance. It has nothing to do for your health. It just pisses people off. And same thing with wearing a mask. It has nothing to do for good health. It just makes you sick. Washing your hands all all day is a mental health disorder. It is not a healthy thing to do. Um, And then on the other side on unemployment, unemployment was held up on those who actually lost their jobs, were working people, and and, uh, COVID put their jobs on hold. COVID actually put the entire system on hold for people that really deserve the money. They, he granted clemency. That means he let them out of uh, prison or he granted them clemency that he would, they wouldn't get the death penalty uh, for felons. Those who raped, uh, these aren't, these aren't guys just beat people down. These are late. These are guys who raped and murdered, even committed heinous crimes against children. He granted clemency. Clemencies in this situation means they stayed in jail 
but they just uh, weren't going to get the death penalty. The death penalty is legal in California, but the politicians will not will not carry it out. The government will not carry it out. AB5 is the anti-gig law. That's all the people who moonlighted and got a little job on the side to try to help benefit their family, drove for uh, Lyft or drove for Uber, talked to a lady this afternoon, a patriot who drives for Uber down, and she works out, lives out South Yuba County. And um, so these gig laws, uh, they caused everybody, uh, truckers, uh, they caused everybody to harm it harmed all their businesses it's called an anti-gig law and caused everybody to have to uh comply with a lot of ridiculous government rules and taxes and caused a lot of people to go out of business it's we have the highest homeless rate in the nation we have some of the highest infringements on our second amendment rights those are our gun rights the ability to buy ammo and and uh own guns Countless new gun and ammo laws. They just keep passing them, and occasionally the Supreme Court of the United States says that they're illegal. Made it legal for illegal aliens to serve on state boards. And foreigner from this country since on state boards. Illegal in this country. We have the highest income tax in the nation. One of the highest state sales taxes in the nation. One of the highest state property taxes in the nation. We There's been... Attempt after attempt, even uh, our local assemblyman claims to be a Republican, endorsed Prop 19 of all things that undermined uh, the tax savings for families when they're getting ready to pass or they're getting ready to retire and they want to give their house or their farm or their business to their children. Now they're getting reassessed and taxed at ridiculous rates on that because of uh, James Gallagher's endorsement of Prop 19, who just it won by a sliver. And there's, and uh, Newsom's constantly trying to undermine Prop 13. A couple more here before we take a break. Um, we have the highest vehicle registration costs in the nation. Sometimes the costs are like eight to nine, ten times what it costs in a neighboring state. Like up, I think, in Oregon, you can... It's like six times higher uh, we pay for one year than what they pay for two years. Uh, highest poverty rate in the nation. Vaccination requirements for children or you will be fined in most cases. We'll be right back and we're going to start our second segment. Misogyny is showing, so you can stop with the gaslighting now. You're not women. You've never been a woman, and you'll never be a woman. I understand that you suffer from a disorder, and yes, there is a part of me that feels very sympathetic toward you. I can't imagine that what you're going through is easy. However, your disorder does not give you a right to women's spaces. There are vast physical, biological, and physiological differences between men and women. For example, on average, males' upper bodies have 75% more muscle mass and 90% more strength than females. Taking hormones for a few years isn't going to change that. Secondly, 
Your genitalia is external, which is why it's not okay for you to share bathrooms and private spaces with women and children. Women and children deserve their privacy. We deserve a safe space. If you feel like you can't compete in sports against men because of the alterations that you've made to your physiology, then do what women did. Fight for your own category. Stop hijacking ours. Also, can you please stop normalizing your disorder to our children? Disorders are neither healthy nor normal. In a study conducted in Sweden, a nation known for its support of transgenderism, which was conducted over a period of 30 years, confirmed that 10 to 15 years after sexual reassignment surgery, those who had undergone the procedure were 20 times more likely to commit suicide than their peers. Why would you want to normalize this for kids? And while you are absolutely free to call yourself whatever it is that you want, what you don't have is the right to compel me to call you whatever you want. Respect is a two-way street. Because you've shown little respect for women, because you've shown little respect for children, and because you've shown little respect for the norms of our society, you haven't received the respect that you so desire. I'm here as a teacher, as a mother, and as a citizen of Gwinnett County. I'm here to talk about evaluations and feedback. As teachers, we are expected to receive feedback in the form of evaluations, both positive and negative, in order to improve and become better teachers. I've always welcomed feedback because it is my goal to be the best version of myself I can be. And that means I need to know what I'm doing right and what I'm doing wrong. In my own classes, I encourage feedback from my students so I know what is working and what is not. I want to know how to help my students the best I can. I let them hold me accountable to my classroom promises and to them themselves, to make class as interesting and accessible as I can, especially given our current conditions. After all, a wise man said, accountability only feels like an attack when you're not ready to acknowledge how your behaviors harm others. I found your comments interesting last week. You called us unprofessional and rude for daring to tell you, the board, the only people we can ask for change, what is not working for us, for asking for improvement, to make Gwinnett County a better place to live and work, for giving you feedback, for holding you accountable. And instead of welcoming feedback and listening, you have plugged your ears for months now until you get angry and tell us our feedback isn't welcome. It's rude. It's unprofessional. You feel attacked. You aren't willing to hear that your policies are hurting us. You are unwilling to listen as we repeatedly beg you to focus on science, reality, and us. You have made it clear that our opinions don't matter. And you made this perfectly clear last month. You see a wish to change your policies as a complete rejection of yourselves and GCPS. All of this is mistaken. We give feedback because we want to make Gwinnett better for ourselves, for our colleagues, for all of the amazing men and women who worked even throughout the summer to make sure children had food and the schools were maintained, for our students, for our children, so we will keep returning and speaking until GCPS is a school system it promises to be. This is your evaluation. Use it as an opportunity for growth. Thank you. Your company said at the time that we will continue to stand up for what is right in Georgia and across the United States. 
So we to take from your uh, that statement at the time that Coca-Cola will not stand up for what is right outside the United States, because that's what it sounds like this morning in this testimony. No, Senator, we, we stand up for what is right across the world. We apply the same human rights principles in the United States that we do across the world. Do you believe that uh, the Chinese Communist Party is committing genocide against the Uyghur people? We're aware of the reports of the State Department on this issue, as well as other departments uh, of the U.S. government. We respect those reports. They continue to inform our program, as do reports from other from civil society. Uh, See, we this is what I'm talking about. Uh, under questioning from Senator Merkley and Representative McGovern and Representative Chris Smith, every single one of you refused to say a single word, by all appearances, that will cost you one bit of market share inside of mainland China. Um, Mr. Lawley, for instance, um, you were asked if, if Coca-Cola would call for the IOC to delay the Chinese Olympics, to give a chance for them to be rebid or for China to stop its genocide against its own people. And you said uh, that Coca-Cola, quote, I think this is your exact words, quote, doesn't have a say, end quote. So can you, can you tell me why Coca-Cola doesn't have a say in whether it sponsors the genocide Olympics next year, but it does have a say in how the state of Georgia runs its election laws? Senator, what I, what I stated was that we do not have a say in the selection of the host city, nor on whether an Olympics is, is postponed or relocated. You, yeah, so you don't, uh, but you could just make a statement. Your CEO could saddle up the same moral high horse that he got on when Georgia passed its election law and write a letter to the IOC and ask them to. Anybody can do that. As I stated, we if he's an American citizen, that's his rights under our constitution. As I stated, we are most engaged on policy issues here at home, but we are clear in our respect for human rights globally. Can you So can you explain to me why James Quincy will not denounce a democratically elected legislature's laws, but he will not simply say that the IOC should consider rebidding its Olympics or that Coca-Cola should consider sponsoring the genocide Olympics. What's the, what's the difference there? Our role as a sponsor is to support and follow the athletes. What's your, so, so, so you're sponsoring the genocide Olympics. You are spending millions of dollars to sponsor the genocide Olympics yet you will not opine on any matter about it, yet you will stick your nose in the Georgia legislature's election reform laws. Can you explain to me the contrast? First, let me say that we do not make decisions on these host locations. We support and follow the athletes wherever they compete. Yeah, no, I've heard your talking points and I'm tired of hearing them, Mr. Lawley. I'm asking you a simple question. Why is it that Coca-Cola will opine on Georgia's election laws, but not on the genocide Olympics? As I stated, Georgia is our home. It's where most many of our employees are hit or live and work. And we are most engaged on public policy issues here in the US. But I think the, I think the are, answer is you're afraid of the Chinese Communist Party. You're afraid of what they will do to your company if you say a single word, like for instance, saying that both the Biden and the Trump administration are correct when they say that China is committing a genocide against its own. All right, here we go again. I'm talking about the whys of why we need to recall Gavin Newsom. So let's see, one of the ladies, uh, not one of the ladies, one of the listeners uh, who is a lady contacted me and said, hey, when I wrote this article, this is actually an article I placed in the newspaper or placed on my Facebook page. 
one of the ladies um, called or texted me, said, hey, 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 you forgot something on, on your wise. And I said, well, what is it? She said, you forgot about the fact that he's one of the premier governors that sent ill elderly people to rest homes. And then they turned around and infected other people with a lot of comorbidities. That means other issues. They had other issues in their body, ongoing heart problems, lung problems, cancer, diabetes. And he re- he infected entire uh, rest homes and many people died. The same thing with the New York governor, Andrew Cuomo. And uh, then people couldn't even go in and be with their loved ones in the rest homes. And so she wanted me to mention that. Okay. So, um, Okay, I was down here to vax vaccination requirements, water tax. He's continually passes new water measures on the ballot and says we're going to get more water resources. Remember, we're going to get the Sykes Dam and more water resources. Are we going to raise Shasta Dam? We already have a dam called Shasta Dam. They wanted to add 20, 30 feet on top of it. And uh, but every time we pass a water tax, you know what they use it for? conservation or something like that they never do store more water resources uh children's private medical records automatically are entered into a database in other words they're not private anymore mandatory health insurance or be fined to pay for illegal uh illegals health insurance in other words we're giving free health insurance to illegal aliens prop 47 reduced felonies to misdemeanors of violent criminals uh in other words, the felonies, I'll give you one example. It was a felony if you stole something for $500 or more for a long time, for years and years and years. And then when this passed, it it raised the uh, high watermark to get a felony to $950. That means you could go into Walmart or Harbor Express or Harbor Freight and steal like several items, get caught, and if it's only three or four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, six hundred dollars, seven hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars, they just give you a misdemeanor. They cite you. They give you a ticket and ask you to come to court. Most of those people don't even go to court. So they just keep stealing because they're tweaking and they're buying drugs. or They're doing heroin. And so are they uh, doing all kinds of break in your car, knock your window out. They just take a little punch, hit the side window, pull your laptop out, pull your pull your something else of value out, your phone, whatever. So that's how he's damaged uh, every our neighborhoods. He's hindered the ability of law enforcement to do their job. It's no longer illegal not to help an officer in need. That's kind of a double negative. So let me put it a different way. It used to the law used to encourage you to stop and uh, to help an officer. In fact, if you were there and you didn't, it was actually illegal for you to not assist an officer of the law if they were in dire straits. Now it is you can do whatever you want and you'll never get charged for it. It's just total undermining of law enforcement. We have the highest gas tax in the nation before the coronavirus started. Teachers no longer can discipline disruptive students. Illegals. This is what illegals get. Income tax refunds, child care credit, welfare, medical insurance, housing, education, food stamps, cell phones, all free. Government overreach, example, overruling the vote of the people to reinstate the death penalty. We could go on. In fact, uh, Kevin Kiley, who is running for governor, wrote an entire book during this last 16 months describing the corruption 
of Gavin Newsom. Uh, he redirected the gas tax. The gas tax initially was supposed to be used to repair the roads, right? Makes sense. You use the roads, and so it's a fair deal. Quid pro quo. We pay for the roads by gas taxes. They fix the roads. But for years and decades, they have been taking the gas tax and not used for improving our infrastructure, our roads, our dams, our bridges. Instead, they go for like horse trails and stupid stuff. Funds for the bullet train. They keep dumping money into a loser idea called the bullet train. I got to move on because there's lots of these. Refusing to set up a water claim system with taxes collected to do just that. In other words, taxes, again, for water uh, conservation and collection. He contributed to PG&E power outages and threatened to take over PG&E. What I mean by that is that he has told PG&E that they can't use fossil fuels. That's coal-powered energy. They can't use fossil fuels for energy, like coal power. That's a big one. Nuclear power, huge one, gone. Uh, Oil, natural gas, gone. They can they can still use some water power, but we don't have enough power in the state of California. We have to borrow it. We they're not. We do have the, our own power. We have more energy in the state than any other state in the union. But the governor will not allow us to use our own energy because he thinks it's dirty. So instead, we bring dirty energy from somewhere else, and we run out of power on tough tough times because wind power. And solar power is a big loser. Did you know that 20% of people buying electric cars are getting out of electric cars because they're a pain in the rear end? Okay, uh, $20 million of our tax monies were directed to study vaping. You know what vaping is? Do we need to do that? Funding illegal alien-owned businesses in the amount of $50 million because California received federal funding for the COVID-19. So we directed our federal funding for COVID-19 disaster to illegal alien-owned business. That would be Gavin's decision, not President Trump's. We mandated the wearing of masks, making people sick. Mask squads uh, were sent out to enforce than unlawful mandate and fines for not wearing masks. $1 billion, no bid purchase. I mentioned this for masks to Ch- from China. $315 million taxpayer dollars on second order of masks from the same loser Chinese company. $1.3 million state debt. Fight. He, Newsom has led the fight to stop Central Valley farmers from getting the water they need. If you drive down I-5 and look to the left, you will see... Thousands of fallow acres sitting there and dead trees if they haven't removed them all because Gavin Newsom uh, will not give them water down there. Uh, Okay. Failure to pay his own property taxes. Uh, Fines for hiring tutors and teachers to help children with distant learning during COVID. Now, this is absolutely pitiful. And painful. Put teachers' unions' interests before the interests of children's and families. $12 million wasted on sleep train arena. That, that's the old Arco Arena, you know, downtown uh, on north of uh, Sacramento where the Kings played. And now they're, they're meeting downtown. 
He leased that for $12 million and wasted it to set up as a hospital. Do you know how many people used it for $12 million? Do you know how many people actually benefited from it, patients? Nine people. Nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine before ten. Nine. Not 90, not 99, not 999, not 9 million. Nine. Is that good leadership? Spent 12 million of our tax dollars. Uh, Okay. He lied about the COVID-19 counts distorting them. He lied about the number of dead distorting it. They called cases as if people were infected. They weren't. The PCR test was a fraud. He endorsed it. All his, remember the the peer, the uh, tier, the tier levels, the colorful tier levels that you had to achieve a tier level that was was in no way science. That was entirely baloney. It had nothing to do with science. It was just manufactured baloney. He has he has dedicated himself to scaring the hell out of the population. Now there's been new articles written. It's amazing that I don't even believe half of what the CDC says, but I I just heard a guy on uh, uh, a clip on YouTube, a rumble or one of them, talking about some of the causes of COVID deaths. And one of the big ones is that people didn't, well, nobody died of COVID alone. Everybody died of other things, and they happened to have COVID at the same time. But one of the big things that people were dying influenced by fear because the government and the media has been on a fear campaign for two years now, scaring the hell out of people. And most doctors worth their salt, as they say, will tell you that you can get sick if you're always afraid and you can get people to do anything you want if you scare them to death. Right. And so that's what Newsom has been up to. Newsom dismantled the death chamber and redistributed death row inmates throughout the system, just merged them with the system, even though they'd done heinous things. He released 8,000 violent criminals, and and when I wrote this, he was now on track to hit up to 18. He was going to release up to 18,000. Millions are still waiting to receive unemployment checks. I mentioned that. Approved statewide rent control. Uh, when it was voted down, already voted down, uh, public safety safety is being ignored. Uh, let me see. I don't want to be repetitive here because time is precious. Uh, seeking billions of dollars in collateralized loans for China. He has more in, indebted. He has more invested. He has more love for China than he does California and California people. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna go on here and and we'll be. Uh, I want to mention this before we get too far. Yesterday or yeah, last week I mentioned this, and I think this is just a powerful thing. I drove over the Tenth Street Bridge, uh, which runs between Yuba and Sutter counties over the Feather River, and I was coming east towards the Sierra Nevada mountain range, and I always kind of scan the mountain range this time of year to see if there's any smoke s- smoke stacks coming up, right? Sure enough, about the area above Auburn and in Placer County, major fire up there. And that's the one I talked about earlier. Now, I want to read the statistics uh, 
this statistic that came from Julie Cart, C-A-R-T, and she writes for Cal Matters, and she wrote a large article on wildfires by the numbers. And this is just a little snippet out of there. And I I think this gives it, it hopefully... When you hear kids coming back, oh, mom, we're going to die in 12 years if we don't stack our newspapers and recycle them. Oh, if we don't, you know, we need to quit buying aluminum, this, that, and the other thing. It's just, it's just propaganda in our schools. That's the reason to get your kids out. But this concept that we are somehow these, these terrible managers of our environment, it's a total crock of crap. We are some of the best managers in the world in America. And so, uh, and people say, Oh, they think recycling started with the hippies. We were recycling bottles when I was a kid, uh, when all the, all the drinks, all the Coke, all the Dr. Pepper, all the seven ups, all the, all the pop or whatever you want to call it, sodas. It was all coming in thick glass bottles. And when we, we could carry those, they gave you a little carrying case you could carry those bottles in as a youngster, and maybe you got some allowance during the week for doing chores. But if you found a bottle rolling around the street, or if you found some bottles stacked around a garbage can, you'd pick them up and take them in. I think you got five or ten cents a piece. You get more. We got more for those glass bottles then than we'll get right now. And you think, oh, well, you know, we're all conscious of the environment. No, we aren't. The people back there were very conscious of the environment. So it says in... Uh, Julie Cart uh, with Cal Matters said in 2019 and 20, that's a one year period, California fires, all the fires released an estimated 112 million metric tons. Now, I told you this last week, but I just want to see every week there's a fire. Every week there's a fire. You can look up in the Sierra foothills or you can look at the coast range from the other direction. And you can see them. And every time I look at that, I thought that proves right there. You think, well, fires are just going to happen, Lou. You can't control everything because light lightning causes most fires. But yes, you can. When when, for instance, there's a vacant lot right next to me, across the street, next to the Chinese restaurant where they just fed me tonight, and I walked right by the vacant lot. That vacant lot is is mandated to be mowed all the time because. It's dry grass, and it's right in the center of the city. And the idea is, if you if a if a uh, a spark hits that dry grass, or a cigarette butt, or anything of a ember, lights in that grass, <coughs> it's going to catch it on fire. But it's not a huge deal because there isn't a lot of fuel there on the ground to get away from anybody. And so true, that's true of all over. We're in a rural area here, and so they even uh, they even burn off the ditches, and or they'll uh, weed eat the ditches, or they'll burn off uh, all kinds of open areas, so it causes fire breaks. So when there is a, it isn't if there is a fire; it's when there is a fire, then that fire will be stopped from getting into the populated areas. And so uh, that's what we're talking about here. And when Gavin Newsom and before him, Jerry Brown prevented and took money out of the forestry allotments for the timber companies to go in and thin out the trees, just like we they say, if you live in a rural area of Yuba County or Sutter County, get the bushes away from your house. Cut. Don't let the trees hang over your house. Uh, Trim the trees, trim the brush, keep your lawn down, water everything. Right. 
So how does that work then? Why do we use an entirely different maintenance plan for the timber? We just, the environmentalists got it. So you just let everything go. It would be like at my house. I just let all the shrubs grow, let the grass grow, let everything grow till it's, it's, it's just a, a jungle. And then somebody throws a match and it burns up, burns the house down. That's the plan for our forests. And it's just thousands and thousands and piles and piles of thatch and mulch and old dead branches. It's wonderful to catch a fire. It doesn't have to be. We have machi- amazing machines to pulverize all that garbage on the, on the floor. So that, that the, uh, the environmental say, oh, we want that because that's back to nature. Here's what you get with nature. You're seeing it right now. There's so much smoke in the Sacramento Valley, you can't even see five miles. So it, in, in one year alone, they released an estimated 120, 112 million metric tons of carbon dioxide into the, into the atmosphere. I, I love carbon dioxide. I love carbon dioxide, right? Because what I was taught, one of the first scientific principles I learned in school was that plants and trees just love carbon dioxide. And, and we have, do you know that in California, we have more trees that humans have planted. I'm not talking about just timber, like pine or whatever, cedar, whatever, up in the forest. I'm talking about like fruit trees and uh, landscape trees, eucalyptus trees, all kinds of trees that are just be- beautiful to look at. Every one of those green creatures, those trees, are sucking in carbon dioxide and they're, according to uh, science, they're spewing out oxygen, which I really love. I just like a big hit of oxygen every once in a while. And I like to get just loaded on oxygen. More the better. Do you know people that don't get in enough oxygen are more prone to have cancer? Take deep, deep breaths, baby. Get up in the morning and suck it in really deep. Because people that are just like... They're not, it, it, you're prone to get cancer on a deal like that. So I love this carbon dioxide going in the atmosphere, but I don't like all that crap up in the atmosphere. And I don't like burning all that stuff we could have used. Like we could grind up that, that, those uh, thinnings or that brush and use it as mulch down here in the valley. That could be somebody's profit making business. We can cut up that timber even when it's diseased a little bit with bugs or whatever. And, and, uh, it's actually better for our runoff and our water conservation. So, uh, you know what the equivalent of 112 million metric tons of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere is, you know, an equivalent type of industry that would cause that kind of carbon dioxide put off. That's the equivalent of adding, not, not the amount of we have, but adding another 25.4 million cars You remember, there's about 40 million people in California. Not all of them drive, but a lot of us, I don't. I have one car, but a lot of people have a few cars, right? That's the equivalent of adding 25.4 million cars to California roads. And last I saw, everybody wanted to get rid of all these cars. Why do that? We're just going to, it's not saving the environment. Why don't we stop burning down our forest? We'll be right back. We just finished our second segment, and uh, hang tight. 
Do you think you might harbor some racism in your heart for telling a black man that he's not black if he doesn't vote Democrat? There's been recent questions about your physical and mental health. Are you aware that you're running for president? When you were vice president, your son Hunter and you flew over to China on Air Force Two. Shortly after that, Hunter closed a $1.5 billion deal with the Chinese bank over there. Do you think that um, Hunter profiteering uh, from foreign governments while you were vice president is at all an abuse of power? Do you regret saying that you didn't want your children to grow up in a racial jungle during the 1970s when desegregation was taking place? You have stated that you had absolutely no involvement in the investigation into Michael Flynn, and yet it's been recently discovered through handwritten documentation from FBI agents that you were the one that called for the pinning of the violation of the Logan Act on Michael Flynn in order to validate the complete bogus narrative of Trump-Russia collusion. Any comments? When you were vice president, uh, your son was involved with a company over in Ukraine that was being investigated uh, by the Ukrainians. And you told Ukraine that you would withhold a billion dollars from them in funding if they did not fire the prosecutor that was investigating uh, the company that your son was involved with. Do you think that might have been an abuse of power? A woman named Tara Reid has accused you of sexually assaulting her when you were a senator. Uh, the Democrat Party often says, believe all women. Do you believe Tara Reid? I, I don't even know what to ask you. I'm so nervous. I'm so I know you're married, but oh my gosh. <laughs> you look like you've lost weight. Like in a good way, in a good way. <laughs> if you could have any magical power, what would you have? Would you fly? I know you would fly. You would love to fly. I know it. I know. Who is your celebrity crush? Um, what is your favorite ice cream flavor? <laughs> if you were a unicorn, what would your favorite food be? <laughs> I just, I just, I just really hope you win. When people rallied for their parental rights outside the Tustin School Board, California Assemblyman Kevin Kiley, who is now running for governor, joined their fight. To make sure that we don't continue to have a failed education model in California, that our education system doesn't continue to be owned by a special interest group whose business model is to keep kids trapped in failing schools, we need to shift the entire paradigm for public education in California so that we empower parents, so that we put choice in the hands of parents and in the hands of families in order to find the education that's right for their kids. Inside, Kylie told the board to represent parents as they were elected to do. I'm Kevin Kiley. I'm the Vice Chair of the California State Assembly Education Committee. And uh, I want to first apologize to you on behalf of the state of California, uh, because you, for the last 16 months and before that, had to deal with mandate after mandate from the science deniers in Sacramento. And I know it's made it very hard for you to do your jobs. But at this point, we know California was one of only a handful of states to have a school shutdown order statewide, and now we're one of only a handful of states that's defying the CDC by having a statewide mask ordinance. And I know that it puts you as board members in a difficult position. Dear America, stop saying things like Latino vote. Why? Because there's no such thing. The term Latino incorporates many diverse cultures that sometimes have nothing in common. For example, most Cubans and Venezuelans have experienced firsthand the detrimental effects of socialism and communism. 
while most Mexicans have not. That's why you have the Mexican-American journalist Jorge Ramos advocating for communism and socialism. And you also have Cuban-Americans like Jorge Masvidal that advocate for freedom and capitalism. As you can see, Latinos are very diverse. You'll understand us better if you stop lumping us together. Me, I'm Cuban-American, so yeah, God bless America and God bless capitalism. Please have a, have a seat. What's going on? So it has been brought to our attention that you are not eating the cookies that we asked everyone to eat. Yeah, I'm making a personal health decision to not eat the cookies, so. We're asking you to eat the cookies so that everyone else stays healthy and no one gets sick, okay? Yeah, I, I understand that, but if, if everybody else is eating them uh, to stay healthy and, and they work, then why am I being asked uh, to eat them? It, it wouldn't affect anybody else if, if they work, right? Okay, listen, we are all in this together and we need you to be a team player, okay? Yeah, totally get that. I, I am a team player. I actually got sick, <laughs> took one for the team. <laughs> so I have natural immunity. Yeah, I, I guess people don't believe in that, but uh, the science says there's natural immunity. I don't think you're hearing me on this. If you don't eat the cookies, we're gonna fire you. I'm not, I'm not gonna eat them, so. Then you're fired, you're fired. You won't eat the cookies. You won't eat the cookies that we want you to eat. Then you're fired, okay, you're fired. Oh, come on, this is, this is insane. Well, you have a very simple choice, okay? Either you eat the cookies or you're fired, okay? It's very simple. Oh, come on, this isn't really a choice. Well, you'll just have to get a job somewhere else, huh? Just go get a job somewhere else. What? I, I am in a specialized field, Cynthia, you, you know this. It's your fault that you're in a specialized field. I mean, you made the decision to specialize in something. This is ridiculous. Do you not believe in bodily autonomy? No, no, I don't. In fact, do you have children? Yeah, I, I, I do. Oh, well, you shouldn't be allowed around children until you eat the cookies. In fact, you shouldn't be allowed to buy groceries or go to the movies or go anywhere until you eat the cookies, okay? You must eat the cookies. You must eat them. Eat them. You must do what we say. You must eat the cookies. You must. <sighs> wow. Um, this is getting really, really, really weird. And I'm out. Okay, I'm, I'm out. Um, you guys enjoy your cookies? We we have to live here in this country. Harping on the wars we fight and griping about the way things ought to be. I don't mind them switching sides and standing up for things they believe. In. When they're running down our country, man, they're walking on fighting side of me. Yeah, walking on the fighting side. I think it's going to be a hot one tonight. Seems like it's getting hotter as I'm sitting here. I'm just I'm working up myself into a ladder. Lather. I'm sitting under a fan and a uh, a light. Uh, so the guys in my life, besides Tanner Martis, who set me up with this uh, system here, this podcast system, microphones and big screen and all this kind of stuff, where I record into this computer so we can come in and take it down to Texas. I, I needed a cool room and I don't have air conditioning here. So I figured the coolest corner in my house 
and uh, we just cleaned it out, repainted it, and uh, slicked it up a little bit and set up a, a studio, but it was hot in here. It was muggy. So Dave Green has got me a nice fan and uh, put it on the ceiling with a nice light on it, and I have a varying speed fan, so it's uh, it takes the edge off. And then to keep the computer cool, I have other systems that, that make that happen, but but Dave has been a real servant and servant-hearted guy to me and a good friend for, of mine for many years. In fact, we've been trying to clean up a building out at uh, Glad Tidings. I've been trying to do some repairing and patching and painting, and he's been uh, doing the uh, stuff that I don't understand. So uh, Dave actually uh, is a very busy and efficient guy and has a number of crews in the Yuba Sutter area making bathrooms and kitchens the nicest you've ever seen. I'm going to give you a couple websites, our website and a, and a Facebook site for you to check it out. If you have any interest in like, oh, I think we ought to upgrade this house or, you know, I think we need to stay here. But let's upgrade that, the kitchen, the bath, da, da, da. Let's modernize it, maybe redo the entry. So check out Green It's Green E-T-Z, Green Ets, that's one word, construction.com. Check that out. Or you could go over to Dave Green It's Construction. That's the name of a Facebook page. And you can go there. And what he does is he uh, he takes and either shows the floor plan before and after. He, he, sometimes he does that and then shows the, a photo of the, uh, the, after, the product. Or he'll show the actual condition of the kitchen or the bathroom before. And then he'll show it after. Pretty nice. And then he describes some of the contractors and some of the unique things that were done with the lighting or the paint or the tile or the flooring, pretty cool stuff. Light. It just, it's just a really, you know, I, I, I don't know how to do all that, but I can appreciate uh, fine quality and craftsmanship uh, where I see it. And the, the fun thing is I know some of the people that work on these projects and uh, really admire their amazing talent, like Greg Davy painting and uh, really cool guys. So uh, give Dave a call at 530-682-9602. You can text him on that number as well. He's very easy to get a hold of, very different from most contractors. You can also email him off those platforms or, or message him off those platforms I just gave you. So check it out and uh, let, let him know that uh, I sent some business his way. Also, uh, I was just talking uh, to uh, the plumbing doctor, Ted Holmes, this week. He's also been helping me out doing some repair stuff at the Church of God Tidings. We've been remodeling or freshening up a lot of the buildings out there. Some of the buildings are 20 years old, some of them 40 years old. And we, I've been working on one that's 20. Other guys are working on one that's 40. Uh, who knew we were going to be out there that long? So the plumbing doctor, Ted Holmes, uh, I'm going to call him here one of these days. I got a, a couple different upgrades I'm going to do over here. And uh, 530-671-9111, 530-671-9111. They both, Greenitz and Ted Holmes and Plumbing Doctor, they serve Yuba, Sutter Counties primarily. I'm sure they, you could get them maybe to bust over to Gridley or bust a little out of the county. I was also talking to Monty Hecker just uh, before I went on the show here. I've always tried to get, he's been, been working on the uh, Recall California, uh, re Recall Gavin Newsom. And uh, by the way, the the group, uh, the 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 guy that was the key guy to launch the recall of Gavin Newsom is a guy named Oren Heatley. Very unusual name, Oren Heatley. And he is a retired police officer. 
or law enforcement. I don't know which, uh, whether it was a police officer or sheriff's deputy. But um, I got to talk to him on the phone right when they were launching the recall. And uh, so um, anyway, they they need some money because did you know that the teachers union is one of the biggest unions in California and and maybe the biggest union in the United States of America? The there's a couple of unions, California Teachers Union and then the National Education Association, the NEA. So these are big, big unions. They just gave Gavin Newsom uh, over two two million dollars. Do you know why? Because he just paid them to not go to work all year. You with me? And our teachers say, oh, we were. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, I'll take that job any old time. Any time, baby. Stay home. Uh, nobody's in the class. I, I drove by schools around here. I live right down the street from Mary Kovlod School. Nobody's in those schools. Zooming, no way. You're not going to compare Zooming to be in the schools. I've Zoomed, and I've taught classes in the jail. I got you. I, I got you. Don't be singing a song and dance for me from the school teachers. I like school teachers. A lot of my friends are school teachers. <coughs> okay. We didn't even have, we haven't even got board meetings. They're still Zooming board meetings. All right. Monty Hecker, Elite Universal Security. Uh, he's been pushing this recall. The recall needs money. You can give five, 10, 15, 20. Please give something. We need, when, when we have the teachers union give over $2, two million, when you have a, other operating engineers, all these government uh, unions giving $500,000, $1 million, uh, you can have a grassroots effort, but it's got to be, you got to have some roots. If you don't have anything but blades of grass cut off, you ain't got jack. If you, if you don't, if you want to lose, somebody out there better have some skin in the game. If you want to lose your job, lose your business, have your kid taken out of school. Maybe your kid killed himself. I know a lady I've talked to, her kid killed himself. But you don't have it. That's not enough uh, motivation to give money to throw the governor out who caused all that. You're nuts. You're just, you're just, I, I don't, don't even listen to this show anymore. So we need you to give some money. It's very simple. Go to recall on the, on the internet, recall Gavin, G-A-V-I-N, 2020, the numerics, the numbers, 2020, 2020, com, And right on the page, when it pops up, when you hit it, it will say donate. And you just follow the directions. Please donate some money. We only have about 40 days left. And I'm telling you, I don't even have a television hooked up. I haven't had one hooked up since 1987. But uh, they must be just bombarding those television commercials, those television slots with ads. They'll probably do a billboard campaign. They're just, they'll probably be all over the social media. Facebook, Google, all of them are going to be kissing the governor's rear end. They do not want a conservative run in this state. They're going to do everything they can to stop it. Please, 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 please. You're not doing it for me. I am fine. If we go full communism, I'm going to be okay. I'm not going to tell you how, but I'm going to be just fine. If we go full communism, you are not. Because a lot of you don't know jack of what you're doing. 
you're totally clueless. You better give some money. I'm just telling you now, you have, are going to have nothing but regret. You're going to have a lot of sleepless nights if we would only, if we could have just got Gavin out, if we could have just that. Listen, I'm com- I, I am convinced if you cannot get Yuba County under control with conservative principles, if you cannot get Sutter County under control with su- conservative principles, don't dare try to get the federal government under control. It's so screwed up right now. We have, there's over 3,000 counties. I think it's like 3,142 counties in the United States of America. We need to fight this county by county. County by county. You, you don't even think about, oh, I'm going to wish Gover- Governor Newsom out of office. Or I'm going to wish we have a better supervisor. Forget about it. You are living in yesteryear. You're living a fantasy. It's just like I, I ran into a guy who was over to a care home many years ago as a young Christian guy, and we were going to go over and just encourage and be with some old folks. And when I grew up, I, was, uh, I, was, uh, I used to go to the bars with my parents because you took your kids to the bar just like you went to the movies. And the kid, they'd buy me a soda and put me on the pinball machine, and they would sit up at the bar and have a drink. And you didn't have to be 21 to go into a bar. And it was fine. I had a good time. It was fun. There were other kids in there. We had fun. And the bartender who owned the bar was named Cy. I think his name was Cy Francis or something like that. And he was a World War II vet. My dad was a World War II vet. And so there was a lot of war, war stories being told all up and down the bar because a lot of the guys from the war were trying to deal with post-traumatic stress syndrome, although it wasn't a term back then, they were, they were talking about issues, right? And they were, they were reminiscing and they were drinking alcohol, which a lot of them had real drinking problems coming back from the war, same way they do today and same way with the narcotics problems, right? And so I got to know Cy because he was always kind to me, even though I wasn't, they didn't allow you to sit at the bar, but you could sit at the pinball machine or somewhere else. So, and I go to the convalescent home one day and I saw Cy. I had forgotten about Cy because I, I went off to do my life and, and, you know, we all grew up and I wasn't, I wasn't a guy that went to bars and, uh, back then. And so, uh, and so I went in there and there was Cy. He was sitting there and I went over to greet him thinking, uh, I was going to pick up right where I left off and he he talked to me as if I was in France. He didn't speak French. He just was talking about the war and he, he was living in his mind. He was living as if he was fighting the war in France with the allies. And it was very fascinating for me to hear him talk. It was just like I was there with him in the fatigues and, and the war and all the action. That is the same disconnect. Many of you have with what's going on in the United States of America. You think it's the 1950s or the 60s or the 70s or the 80s, and you are deceived. You have dementia. You have political dementia. You think that that the country is going to do okay without your input. You have forgotten that the fight for freedom. There's two Fs. Fight for freedom. 
Freedom is not free. You have to fight for it. And so many of you did not do jack and you've lived on, you've been sucking the flora and the fauna for five decades and you haven't put anything into anything. You've just been a taker. You are not a giver. You're a taker. You're just a big, in the spiritual world, there's a big sucking sound when it comes to your life and you haven't done a thing. It's time for you to get off your rear end and do something, not just vote. That isn't good enough. You're going to have to do way beyond voting. You have to go to meetings. You have to go to school board meetings, city council meetings. Some of you are going to say, ah, not going to do it. I'm, I'm good for communism. I'm telling you right now, and I can't help you with this, but I'm in contact with people on the streets in Vietnam. They cannot leave their homes unless it's specifically to go to certain food sources and come back. There's nobody running around the streets of Vietnam. You're held hostage as a prisoner in your own home. You think, oh, I love my house. I'm just, you don't love your house that much to be a prisoner in it. People, stores have been padlocked. They, if they go back and open them up, the police will arrest them. You don't even want to talk about it. My friends went into Cuba over, or during COVID. They went down there a couple of times, right before and right during COVID. Some of my friends have been all over the world in places that you wouldn't even go to. They went into the Congo when there was ongoing fighting, actual rebel fighting, and they heard gunshots around them to rebuild a hospital that had been burnt up by a volcano. They've been all over very, very poor places. They said, we have never seen anything as bad as Cuba. I don't care what congressmen say when they come back from Cuba. They said, we have never seen anything as bad as Cuba. It's horrible. People were wonderful, and they built a church down there. They, we took two teams down there. I'm telling you, people, you don't know what you're doing. You're living in a fantasy in America, and, and you don't, you're believing. If you're watching television, I have no hope for you. Zero. Zero hope. You're going to be in a re-education camp. You're going to be in a death camp is what you're going to. Do you think the Jews dreamed in a million years that they were going to be taken in cattle cars? They'd be taken in uh, railroad cars. People going to the bathroom in those railroad cars. Can you even imagine the the stench and the embarrassment and, the, you know, shamefulness, humility? Uh, terrible humiliation. And then be, I told last week, I told how they backed up 13 or 10, 12 dump trucks and dumped children into a huge fire pit, massive fire pit, dug by caterpillars, tossed them in like logs. You have no idea what you're getting into. You have no idea of people. I saw somebody post on, on one of the platforms I'm on that comes over my phone and about uh, the different persecution in, in China, asking, asking about it. You have no idea. Of, oh, they asked whether you, the, the new vaccine, they call it. It's actually gene therapy. They're finally, the government, 
after we've said it over and over and over and over and over again. The government is finally admitting it's gene therapy. It has nothing to do with COVID. People say, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. It's saving people's lives from the virus. It's not the virus. They made a big fiasco about the common cold. They're giving you something that has nothing to do with that. So someone asked, one of my friends asked, can you still have a baby when you take the shot? And the answer is a lot of times, no. If you want to have a baby, don't take the shot. If you have a baby on board and you haven't birthed it yet, there's a good chance you will abort the baby. So if you want to abort your baby and you don't want to go to Planned Parenthood and spend the money and go through all the hullabaloo, just take the damn shot and get rid of the baby for free. It's so amazing to me. In the 1960s and 70s, parents were telling kids, please don't take drugs. You don't know what's in them. Please don't do drugs. We don't have any idea. You may not be able to have children. It could affect your DNA. You may not return. In fact, some didn't from psychedelics. They never did adjust back to normal. And now today, the government itself is telling you to take an untested unapproved gene therapy thing full of aborted fetuses cells from aborted male fetus monkeys crap uh glycine what is it uh i can't remember Uh, there's a product in there that's a metal product that they can track you with 5g oh lou you don't know that no the problem is you don't know that That's the problem. Do you think I would come on the radio? I don't make any money on this. I'm not trying to write a book. I'm not trying to get my name. I'm not trying to have multiple people syndicate this show. I don't give a crap. I'm trying to tell the few people I know to help them stay out of the ditch. Stay out of the ditch and not do something to it. I'm begging my friends in Vietnam who I've worked with for 20 years, don't let any of your people... Take the shot. It's destroying people's lives. They're not telling you. There's hospitals full of people coming in from reactions to the shot. People are losing their babies. They have died. They're losing their ability to get around. They're having uh, aneurysms. They're having heart inflammation. They're having a Bell's palsy where part of your face goes uh, limp like a stroke all kinds of stuff it's unbelievable and people are like okay with it like oh man at least I can go to the movies even if it's in a wheelchair I could go to the movies and have some popcorn <laughs> I thought man we are on different wavelengths I'm going to be right back I'm done with three of these segments I'm coming back for the fourth one though
about it. What? We're freighters. Ralph here's a shopkeeper. You're men, ain't you? I didn't raise my boys just to see him killed. Well, you may not know this, but there's uh, things that gnaw out a man worse than dying. Bog Weekly here. When I used to be on the show, I would always be calling out security all the time. Like, security. You know what I'm saying? So I started thinking to myself, I said, Sam, I think you should start a security company. So I did. And you ever heard of Homeland Security? Well, this homegirl security. Me. That's right. Okay, like, for example, okay, let's say you on the phone and somebody interrupt you. Like, even if you on hold, bro, they need to go. If you holding the door open for somebody and they didn't say thank you, what? Rude, need to go. Oh, the worst one. Okay, let's say you driving, right? Okay, and then somebody get in your lane, but you had it said to them, okay, girl, go ahead, go ahead. Like, if you didn't give them the go ahead, girl, mm-mm, no. Call me, I will track them down, and I will cut them. So if you ever, feel disrespected in any way, and you need some protection, then look in my direction. Cowboy Quickly for Homegirl Sakara. The New York Times recently published an opinion piece written by a guest writer named Atosa Abrahamian, entitled, There's No Good Reason You Should Have to Be a Citizen to Vote. According to the New York Times, this piece is part of a series exploring bold ideas to revitalize and renew the American experiment. Ms. Abrahamian writes that restricting voting rights solely for citizens is a, quote, recent convention and a political choice. Why? Because early in America's history, only white, male, educated landowners had the right to vote. She writes that, quote, history shows how readily voting laws can be altered and how restrictive ones tend not to age well. She goes on to write that states decide who gets to vote in local, state, and national elections. And the fact that our national census counts non-citizens is proof enough that they should have the right to vote. She argues that non-citizens pay taxes and therefore should have the right to representation. Quote, the more voters show up to the polls, the more accurately elections reflect people's desires. Suddenly, the chaos in our southern border makes so much sense. Where shall I begin? It's true that there was a time in America when only white, male, educated landowners could vote but they were still citizens. And it's true, states do get to decide who gets to vote, but the state representatives making those choices are beholden to their constituents. And guess what? They're citizens. So who is this woman? She's a journalist born in Canada, raised in Switzerland and educated at Columbia University. Her parents are Iranian and worked for the United Nations. She resides in Brooklyn. She's the author of a book about, quote, the coming of the global citizen. It's safe to say that she's a leftist, but I could be wrong. It strikes me that the left used to decry foreign involvement in our elections, but now they're all for it. How does that work? It doesn't. Push back. God bless America. Oh, I got eyes in the back of my head. Just in case I have to run. I can when I can while I can for my people.
While the clouds roll back and the stars fill the night, that's when I'm gonna stand up, take my people with me. Together we are going to a brand new home, far across the Okay, hope you enjoyed those clips. I had to get a restock on uh, some cold tea. So let me mention a couple other people that make this program possible. Uh, we just have some folks that like what we're doing here, and uh, they cover some of the cost of uh, doing the, the put-together of the show, getting a website, uh, buying the technology and all the equipment and all that kind of stuff. So a couple of the other people are... Um, I mentioned Lee Universal Security with Monty Hecker. If you want a job in, in the security business or you want them to do a job for you and keep you safe and keep your materials safe, or your product safe, or your building safe when you're not there, uh, you can give them a shout at 530-749-0280, 530-749-0280. So they'll train you to do the work, and they're looking for job. They're looking for workers. All these people I'm talking to are all looking for workers. The plumbing doctor, Greenest Construction, Elite Universal. There's jobs everywhere. When people say, I can't find a job, I thought, you know something, there's something wrong with you mentally. You don't know what you're talking about, and you're lying to me. So um, anyhow, the other person, uh, there's two other folks. Nellie Garcia, who owns uh, North Valley Paralegal, she is uh, about to going to finish up and get it become a full-blown attorney but she actually doesn't even need to do that uh, there are certain things where you can't go to court and represent a client unless you are an attorney but most stuff you can get by with a paralegal who in this case is harder working is more honest and uh, will do you a better job than the average attorney so if you'll give her a call at 530-751-9289 i'll give you it again 751-9289 give her a shout out say you listen to lou and she's right in the center of the two cities right next to the uh, feather river in yuba city at 751 sutter street and uh, easy to get to from either county and she will work her rear off for you and and she works night and day just like i do she's got my uh, i only say it because i was here before she was she has my work ethic and otherwise, I'd say I have her work ethic. And finally, Dr. Joe Cassidy has been a friend of mine for 30 years. And Dr. Joe is a medical doctor. When I met him, he was the medical director, uh, chief health officer for the county of Yuba. And he was also the medical director at the Yuba County Jail, who took, took care of about 400 inmates, both immigration inmates and also local folks. And uh, during that 25 or 30 years of being the health uh, of the uh, head of the jail, he never had one death, which is amazing. Uh, every doctor has people in their uh, care die. That's part of life. But in Joe's situation, Joe Cassidy, a, a good accomplishment. Not one person died under his care while they were incarcerated, which is a very stressful place. Uh, but when he retired from first from being the health officer for 25 years and then from being in the jail, he went into he wanted to stay in some sort of private practice so he could treat addicts and people that were 
we're having a difficult time in life. And so he works a few days a week for Peachtree Health. Now, why am I telling you about this? Well, two reasons. One, he helps us here at the radio show and the podcast keep going. But the other thing is he and I formed kind of a little partnership, not money partnership, but we work together for the to help people that are addicted to drugs or alcohol. And so I'm not a doctor, but I've worked with addicted people for 40 years, and uh, he has worked with them the same way as I have, but he brings in also the medical side of it, and he's the addict specialist in Northern California. There's nobody like him. And so uh, the reason I bring all this up is we got frustrated, he and I, with government who's taking all our money for drug treatment, but they are mismanaging it and they are spending it all on bureaucrats instead of getting it processed and getting addicts who are sick in and out of the process and in and out of the bureaucracy quickly before they drop dead. Do you know that uh, it's a high percentage of addicts who go to the ER when they've had an episode like an overdose or something that 90 percent or something like that or 80 or 90 percent in one year will die after visiting the er er didn't do anything wrong what what's what is that that means their situation is really serious when you're going to the er and you're overdosing so it would be incumbent on if the government really had a clue or had a care or had some love wanted to show some love they would have a response unit just like we have a response unit where you have a bad headache or you have an owie in your stomach and you can call 911 and they'll be there in four or five minutes and they will haul you to the hospital and give you care. But with addicts, we don't do that. We tell them to go to mental health and then they have to make an appointment and then they have to get on Zoom and then they have to go get a TB test and then they have to go get this test and that test all the while withdrawing from heroin. You think that works very often? It does not. It's the lousiest, most selfish, self-focused, kiss-your-own-navel system that could be thought of. It has nothing to do with being customer-focused or customer-sensitive. It is employee-kiss-my-butt-sensitive. It's sickening. It's disgusting. It is the worst part of government. The other day, they weren't, were going to really get it together and do something big on addicts. You know what they did? They got their little sandwiches and had a Zoom meeting. Listen, people, this is wicked bad. This isn't just, oh, that's bad policy. It is criminal what they're doing. They take our money and then the very people, those people on the streets, if I walk right out here, walk out my door, there's somebody's kid out there. I've had more than one person after we, I'm going to tell you what Joe Cassidy and I did. I, when they see my phone number, they call me and they say, I, my daughter is on the streets. And I say, how old is your daughter? She's 50. That's somebody's daughter. She's 56. She's 45. Can you help her? They call me. Why? You know why? It's a waste of time calling by the behavioral health in, U, in Yuba Sutter County. They don't even open at when they call me. They're not even open. You got to call them at the perfect hour when they've had their coffee and they powdered their face and they got to go after they went and went poop and they get all everything done. And then they call and they, and then you hear this. Well, Miss Espinoza, she's away from her desk. 
And I was asked, well, how far away is she? Why don't you just go down there and get her little rear end up there? It's the biggest black hole waste of money in the Yuba Sutter area. If they really wanted to get addicts, here's the two things I told the sheriff this. I said, the shame is your jail is the biggest uh, rehabilitation center we have going. It's too bad we can't fill it with addicts, but it's going to take a difference in the way we approach them. When you take and help an addict, you just removed him from the homeless camps. You killed two problems with one effort. Two problems with one effort. When you remove an addict off the street, you you removed him from the homeless camp and stealing and doing nutso stuff and got him stabilized on some medication or some treatment or something, something. We got so fed up with it. it, it I'm, we're not trying to outperform anybody, Dr. Cassie and I. We're... We don't like to see our friends die. I know these people. You know, it's easy. People die. You see their names in the paper. They're a statistic. You think, oh, that's too bad. But when you know the person, you they they sat in your classes in jail or in juvenile hall, or you worked them somewhere. You got them a temporary job. It, it makes a difference when the guy's 40, 35, 25, and he dies of an overdose. It's a bummer. It's not a happy deal. People at mental health, they're not in contact with who these people are. So Dr. Cassidy and I, we put our names and numbers out on these handouts. And here's what I'm going to tell you to do. If you're ready or you're, any of your people are ready for rehab or help, maybe they don't know what they need, but they want help, okay? Here's what to do. If you're in Yuba Sutter counties, or if, I don't care what county you're in, we're here in Yuba Sutter counties in Northern California. So you could you could contact Peachtree Health, and sometimes it's slow to get in there. But if you get jerked around, I'm going to give you an alternative. But call Peachtree Health. I'm not going to give you the number. You can look it up. In Linda, it's there's one in Yuba County, one in Sutter County. Linda or Live Oak doesn't make any difference. Just say you want an appointment with Dr. Cassidy. And when they ask you why, they always ask you, what's your problem? Just say addiction. That's all you have to say. You don't need to get into all the details. If they get pokey, just say, it's my personal business, young lady. Just put me down. Tell me what time. I'm coming. Just say addiction. If they jerk you around, then text Dr. Cassidy. Here's his number. I'm going to give it to you. 530-682-8648. I didn't tell you to blow up his phone and call 40 times in a row. Don't be doing that or I'll be after you. Text him once. You hear me? Text him once. 530-682-8648. Say your name. Put your name in there. Type your name in. Addiction. Phone number. When he calls, just say, I tried to make an appointment. I can't get in. If all else fails, you tried all that and you couldn't pull it off, just dial me up 24 hours a day. My number is 530-713-1838. 530-713-1838. Again, Lou Benninger. Just call me up. I'm going to answer the phone or text me. Just say, Lou, I need to talk to you about appointment with Cassidy or addiction, something. 
uh, or if you just need to talk about a relative or a friend or, you know, whatever, that's fine. That's how we get started. So let's get our goal is to get them off the streets, stabilized, not using and get them uh, into a rehab and in, in, or into a detox and get them detoxed and thinking clearly so we can begin to work with them. That's our goal. We do not want people to overdose on fentanyl, heroin, whatever, or blow out with an aneurysm on, on a methamphetamine. Uh, we want to get to them. All right. Can you do that? And that's what we're uh, that's that's what Dr. Cassidy and I are doing. Actually, it's working. We, his, he's very busy. We're getting a lot lot done. If you're looking for, uh, uh, I just had a good friend of mine. I worked with her for 13 years, and and she was needing help with a medical exemption and or a um, what do you call it? a religious exemption for not getting her kids vaccinated, not just COVID. Not just that, but vaccinated with all the other junk shots that that it's causing autism. Oh, yeah, I said it. It's causing autism. Don't take any vaccines. And uh, you can contact Peggy Hall at thehealthyamerican.org. Just go to that website, thehealthyamerican.org. Off that website, if you need a personal consultation, there's a lot you can do to just download load. You can ask them to create an exemption for you. Uh, Peggy Hall's husband is a pastor. Peggy Hall's a former teacher of teachers at UC Irvine, University of California, Irvine. She's very bright. She's a researcher. She knows the law of the land in California. She doesn't know Connecticut. She doesn't know Nevada. She doesn't know Missouri. So don't ask her to research for you. So uh, if you want a private consultation with her by phone, she'll do it. My friend locally needed it, and she texted me right after she had her consultation. She said it was fantastic. Listen, things are moving so quickly. Our rights are being taken away so fast that you need to act and you need to do your own homework. Shut the TV off or go out and put it in the toter and let uh, Recology have it. Get off the TV or disconnect it from the channels and use it for videos or DVDs, whatever you call them, or Netflix nowadays. Get off that stinking TV and get some work done, right? Protect yourself, protect your children, and learn how you can help. Everybody needs to help somebody. This thing of, like, expecting everybody to figure figure stuff out on their own is a loser idea. The other people, if you, you're concerned about them coming door to door, there's been talk about coming door to door. You can serve the government with papers and arrest them at your front door. You can download the forms from this website, chrisannhall.com. The healthy American is dot org. Chrisannhall is dot com. Chris Ann is spelled K, like Chris Kringle. K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E, two N's and an E, Chris Ann Hall, H-A-L-L dot com. She is an expert on the constitutional constitution. She is an attorney, and she has put documents on the front page of her website. The last I looked last week, it was on the home page, on the right side, and down a little bit. And you can just print those babies right off. If you have problems getting them, say you don't have a printer, 
Just call me up, 530-713-1838. I have some packets here, and some of my friends uh, have reached out to me. Uh, one of Vietnam vet friend I just met on the, on the program here. He contacted me. I just sent him a few over for his apartment complex. There are no trespassing uh, document. I thought there were going to be signs, but I think there are signs as well. I may print some off myself. But they're a document that tells you your rights and tells you that the government, unless they have a warrant, they cannot mess with you. And you can turn around and tell them that you have all the documentation. It's very simple, two or three pages. You can put their name on one of the documents and serve it to them. It includes Miranda rights, and you can call the local police officers and have the, the people arrested. You can have government employees arrested. You realize that? Government, you can have a police officer arrested. You can have a health officer. You can have the, the doctor, head of the health department, arrested. You understand that? You can they cannot violate your rights, and this document tells about those. There are no trespassing documents, okay? They cannot come on your property and force you to do anything. Unless they have a warrant for some reason, and then that warrant has to be legit. And you may have to sort that out in court, okay? Now, a guy named Thomas Paine, you may not have heard about him because you went to the schools in the last 30 or 40 years, Thomas Paine wrote what they call broadsides, and they were like I'd call them a half-sheet flyer today. And they, you know, they didn't have news. You know, there were newspapers, but when people just wanted to get their word out and they couldn't get it in the newspaper, they just print their own broadsides and they would they would circulate them around town. Thomas Paine was one of those. He was one of the founders of the Constitution. Founding Fathers, he's considered. And this is amazing. You know, when I read these things nowadays, they sound revolutionary. <laughs> you know, we used to talk about the Revolutionary War and stuff like that. These statements sound revolutionary in this environment. Listen to what he says back in the 1700s. The duty. Are you a patriot? Not a football patriot. Are you a patriot patriot? Are you one of those pussies that have to get down on your knees when they do the national anthems? He said, the duty of a patriot is to protect his country. You know what I'm going to say next? From a foreign power? From overthrow? No. The duty of a patriot is to protect his country from its government. Do you understand why we have a Second Amendment? People packing guns, even children were trained how to pack guns. It wasn't to shoot a molester, a pedophile, a thief. It was to shoot the sheriff. It was to shoot a government employee. It was to shoot somebody in the United States government or one of the colonies government that was trying to infringe on their rights because they were free people. Does that sound radical to you? If it does, you're not a true American. You're a communist. You're a socialist. You've sold out. You somehow lost your way. The duty of a patriot is to protect his country 
from its government. Government is evil. They have said we got to have a little. That's all we want is a little. You know, it's kind of like you could take a couple Tylenol, but they tell me if you take a whole bottle, you're probably not going to make it. It's going to kill you. That's like government. Right now, our country is it's like a full bottle of Tylenol down the gullet. It's killing us, man. It is killing us. All right. I'm going to come back and talk about some truth here about Ulysses S. Grant here in a minute, but we're going to take a break, and then we're going to have our fifth. I'm keeping track tonight. Uh, we're going to, I'm going to have it dialed in before we get it over. We're going to start our fifth segment in just a second. Well, when you're sitting there in your silk upholstered chair, talking to some rich folks that you know. must have been out of my mind. Look at you. Why don't you do something with your life? <laughs> Sit around here all day. You contribute nothing to society. <laughs> You're just taking up space. <laughs> I mean, how could I be with someone like you? <laughs> Wouldn't respect myself. Today is Saturday, July 31st, 2021. So I went to the post office today because I had to pick up some mail and um, post office here in New York City closes at four o'clock on Saturdays. So I made sure to get there early and I got there at 3.20. When I get there, there's an older gentleman standing outside and the post office is closed. And I said to him, what's going on? He said, I don't know, they're closed. So I of course start rapping really hard on the glass and finally a woman came out and she said can I help you and I said yeah it's 3 30 guys close at 4 today's Saturday she said I apologize we had to close because we have no one to man the windows now to be honest at first I was super annoyed about that because I was waiting for a package however she was kind enough to take my ID she got my package uh, she gave it to me and then I started to think what would happen if every New Yorker did what those postal workers did. What if every New Yorker said, I'm not complying? What if every New Yorker said, I won't get vaccinated, you can fire me? What if every New Yorker was willing to get fired? Go on unemployment, stop paying rent, hold on to that money, and then move to a state where they could be free? What would happen then? What would happen if every bus drivers stop driving buses? What would happen if the MTA workers stopped manning the subways? What would happen if people said, you know what, I'm not gonna go out to a restaurant, I'm not gonna get vaccinated just so I can have a meal outside. Um, you guys can have it. What then? This isn't the first time that I've seen this. A couple of months ago, I had to get blood work done and the clinic had nobody, no phlebotomists there because they had all refused to get vaccinated. And so there was only one woman there that had to take care of everyone. And so everything had to be rescheduled. What if that were to happen in every clinic in New York City? What would happen if everyone just stopped complying? Is it possible that the erosion of our rights and our liberties and the gaslighting and the lies would stop if we just stopped complying? 
Ben Franklin once said that he who would sacrifice liberty for safety deserves neither and loses both. That's a lot to think about, and there's a lot at stake. Push back, America. Do not comply. You know what I, what I wanted to mention before we go on to a new topic? I don't know whether you... Uh, I, I attend church, and uh, <clears throat> I'm, a, I'm a Jesus follower. And so I go out to Church of Glad Tidings. And uh, so recently, you might have seen it on one of the uh, social medias, YouTube, Facebook, but a pastor during Passover... Uh, a Polish pastor that had immigrated to Canada was having during COVID was having church in, in uh, let's see, he was in Alberta, Canada. His church was in that province. And so they, I guess were under shutdown where you couldn't have public meetings. You know how they told us in California, we couldn't have public meetings, but the, this church glad tidings where I go refuse to uh, not have public meetings. So in Canada, there's a Polish pastor who fought against communism, and his name is Arthur Palowski, P-A-W-L-O-W-S-K-I, like Palowski. Maybe it's Palowski, P-A-W-L-O-W-S-K-I, Arthur. So Arthur was a pastor, and it shows him trying to speak in his little church service in this house in Canada. And all these, all these cops came in, a whole bunch of them, like six or eight, and told him he couldn't, he couldn't do that, and he threw them totally out. He raised such a stink. And it's all recorded and it's either on Rumble, YouTube, BitChute, one of them. I've watched it a number of times. And they left that day. But one day, Arthur, the dad, and his son David were driving down the freeway, a major freeway. And cops surrounded him and forced him off the road, and it was wet out. I don't know whether it was raining or just wet. They made him get down on the concrete. He was not a criminal in the sense of the word of being dangerous. They made they they humiliated him by net, making him kneel on on the wet concrete and cuffed him and took he and his son to jail. Now, you know what his crime was? Having an illegal in-person gathering. This is communism, people. When they tell you, you cannot have people at your own home. Right in Vietnam, communi Vietnam is communist. But right now, they are going home to home, limiting the number of people that can reside in that home. You just can't move in your brother with you or your sister. Do you know right now, if you cannot pay your rent, how would you pay your rent if you cannot work? 
They are forcing people out of the on the streets in Vietnam. People are packing whatever they can carry. Have you ever seen this in the persecution of the Jews where they just packed all they could carry on their back or in suitcases and walked away from their living? That's what's happening in Vietnam today. People that are in the, in the city of Saigon, for instance, where I did a lot of work, there's a lot of factories there, so many of the tribal people that are very poor came in and worked in the factories. They cannot eat now. They're hungry, but there's nothing to eat in the city. They are packing up their belongings. Even though the, the Vietnamese government said you cannot travel, they are just walking out of the city, walking days to go home to their villages where they could grow food. They know how to grow food and fish and kill birds. That's what's going on in, in Vietnam right now. They're, they're, it's repressive, and they're used to it there. So they don't have any resistance. So here uh, in Canada, they're somewhere between us and Vietnam, Canada. They're socialist. The reason I'm bringing all this up is not this Saturday when this show, this show is showing uh, this podcast on the 7th of August. But I believe on the 14th of August, seven days later on a Saturday night, I believe it's just, I don't know whether he's coming on Sunday or not, but I'll, I'll re, I don't know, it'll be too late then for next week. I'll have to dial it in tomorrow. So on my radio show, I'll dial it in tighter. I was told that he's going to be at Church of Glad Tidings, which is a seven o'clock meeting on Saturday night, the 14th of August, Arthur Paolowski, I, I would say this Lowski but I could be wrong. He's going to be there to speak. So if you're interested in hearing what, you know, I love to hear these people. We had a Polish lady speak at the last free and brave conference or no, at the last uh, general Flynn meeting, she was arrested by the Michigan governor for opening her restaurant and making a, a real living and put, they put her in jail. They put her attorney in jail for over 30 days. And she spoke about fleeing Poland as a 15-year-old refugee girl and fl fled to Greece on her own and lived in Greece refugee camp for five years before they would let her in the United States. And now she's a grown married woman, middle-aged woman, who told them if you're gonna, that I'm going to serve food here and you're gonna, the only way to stop me is to stop me, which they did. They arrested her. Surrounded her by vehicles like she was a criminal and hauled her to jail. People were in a communist state. If you want to live in fantasy land, be in fantasy land. I'm the one arguing over everything. You're letting your kids be masked to play in Little League. You, you are, you're standing on X's in Food Max. You're wearing a silly diaper around your face that has, if it has anything to do with your health at all, it's it's ruining your health. Sitting in your house, for God's sake, thinking that the COVID death angel is going to pass you over. You just simply, you're just, you took the stupid pill. You took the stupid pill. Now, what's going on in our country is a purge of everything right about this country. This country there are no perfect countries. I've been all over the world. There was a gal that asked me today by text, tell me all the countries you've been to. I said, I'm not going to waste my time. I've been to a lot of countries. And I, I said, 
the ones I'm working in now are Cambodia and Vietnam. But I said, I don't want to waste your time or make a big list on this typing with my thumb. I have been all over the world. There is no country. If you if you like one that much, you should move there. I'm not I don't I don't say that nastily or tongue in cheek or facetiously. I just say if you are so in love with a particular part of the world, you should you, you don't live that long. You should go enjoy it. I'm saying to you in terms of the best good for the most people and for people that come here and have and can change their life thousand percent. That's why you can't keep people out of this country. This country with all its things that it needs to solve. There is no comparison. I've had people beg me to marry them in other countries. Not because they like me. Not because I'm good looking. But they, they, they said, I would give them a hard time. They said, no, 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 Lou, you don't understand. I want to come to your country. And I will do anything once there. I'm talking about people that are successful people in foreign countries they're successful they said i will wash toilets i will clean gas station bathrooms i will do anything just to come just marry me and keep me long enough so i could come to your country people with that kind of desire and you have some pissy high school or college kid or black kid or kid with a chip on his shoulder that say that that they think the country's terrible and these new new people coming in from other country can't even speak english will work and make tons of money right next to these people that are whining you know why they're mentally disabled liberalism when it, it when you embrace it it mentally disables you it's a handicap you don't have a broken arm. You have a broken mind. Now, the, the liberals are going around destroying the heroes of this country. I don't care whether they're from the South and they supported slavery or they're from the North or whatever you think, or they from the North and they had a slave or two. I don't really care about that. They are part of our history that we should learn about, ugly or not ugly. This guy had his, the guy I'm going to tell you right now, had his statues torn down. His name's Ulysses S. Grant. And I believe Ulysses S. Grant at one time fought for the South. No, I don't think he did. I think he fought for the North. The, what, what he did or not, this is, the, he, he was a Republican president of the United States. And his statues being being torn down. Lincoln's a Republican of the president of the United States. He wasn't super conservative, but his statues are being torn down. Ulysses S. Grant, as a Republican president, deployed U.S. troops on October 18th, 1871. That's after the war, Civil War. And you know what he, what he deployed the troops for? To stop violence against African Americans. I don't even like to use that term. I would just say former slaves that are Americans. He sent troops because there was violence against black people. 
Democrats, the blacks don't even want to talk about this. Do you know that lots of whites, you think, oh, why did you have to bring up that whites were lynched? Because they were. Why don't we just deal with facts instead of all hurt feelings and stuff? And why do you have such hurt feelings when nobody you even knew was a slave? Get over it. Democrats called white Republicans radicals back there. If you were a Republican in the 1850s, you were considered a radical. And they were lynched along with the blacks. If you don't know what lynching is, some of you younger people, that means you were hung by the neck. And you didn't get a trial. So Democrats were lynching or hanging blacks and whites. Well, you probably you know, not as many as the blacks. And there were probably just a couple whites. I'm just going to tell you how many. Somebody kept count. And you're probably going to question that. You don't know anybody from back then, but you're so full of crap. You won't do any research on your own. And you just want to, you're, you're all stuck in your categories. You got a hardening of the categories. The Tuskegee Institute, which is a research or a college, recorded that from 1882 to 1968. I don't really know of that many hangings after 1968, so let's just go with this for the moment for the sake of discussion. 1882 to 1968, there were 3,446 blacks. So you say, well, how did they know all the blacks? I don't know. How how do they know all the blacks that are being shot in the ghetto? Maybe somebody came up missing. Some of you out there are just plain hopeless. It'd be better if they just make a spot for you out the Marysville Cemetery and then it'd be quiet for you. And it's, you know, like I tell people that don't like drama, I says, why don't you try the cemetery? No drama out there. 3,446 blacks were hung by the neck until they twitched and died from 1882 to 1968. While those 3,446 blacks died, 1,297 whites were also killed by hanging. The whites were considered radical Republicans, or radical Republicans happened to be white. They were caught registering free blacks to vote because once blacks were set free, then they were considered citizens, and citizens had a right to vote. So, Republicans, or conservative people back then, suffered right along with the blacks, and a guy named Ulysses S. Grant, president of the United States, uh, was a hero. And he was honored in some cities in the United States, probably a city where he lived or was raised. But stupid people called Black Lives Matter and Antifa think somehow they're curing the world of this disease of everything is wrong in America. It's the same way that the Marysville Joint Unified School District and Yuba City Joint Unified School District is getting ready to have the critical race theory, which is nothing but racism. 
and crap and dogma from communists. And if they can't stop it at the door without any negotiation, just stop it at the door, pull your kids out, even if you have to just keep them home and do it on your own. This is garbage. And if the teachers are too stupid to figure out, I read some of the documents online today talking about only hiring certain teachers that could show this and show that hiring transsexuals. No way. Right. Flamers. No way. People want an agenda. You know, the homosexual teachers that taught me in school, they kept their sex to themselves. They just came and taught math, English, whatever they're going to teach. And they, they did their sex thing at home, right? It was not like flaunted and they didn't like, uh, make a move on kids. Uh, we don't need to hire a bunch of any people of any flavor, blacks, whites, or anything else. We need to hire the best teachers, the high, most highly qualified. That's what's wrong with the union. There's a union hiring protocol. We need to get rid of the teachers union. You remember it's a teachers union. It has nothing to do with children. That's why children are getting some of the worst education in the United States right here in California. The teachers union, I made a comment on, on, uh, on Facebook and teachers went on there and just mock, 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 mock. It just shows how stupid the teachers are today. They're some of the stupidest people in town. They have no common sense. They don't know what's going on in their own ranks. Oh, do they know how to teach PE or to teach the stupid curriculums about our history? Maybe, maybe. But the rest of their life are a complete mess. A complete mess. I could just like peel the banana on a lot of these people. I had a gal that called me when I used to work at Church of Glad Tidings, who was a student at Live Oak High School, whose teacher groomed her to screw her. A female on female. Lesbian. Worked her for years, had her come over to the house, groomed her. And then finally, when she got out, she had her move in with her. And she called, you know, she called me for the gal was, it was marital abuse, although they weren't married. That's the kind of teachers we have. Babcock, we had over at Kynock, the counselor molested. I had some of the kids I ran into in juvenile hall. He molested like 15 or 20 little boys. The public school system is a cesspool. It's run by communists. Oh, Lou, you saying Gary's seen as a communist? No, he's a pussy. That's what he is. The communists are at the highest ends of the of the union leadership. There's books read about it, written about it. I didn't write them. Teachers that taught in the system and then wanted to be a part of the union and, and embrace it and move on up the line and do better, 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 went up there and found a bunch of Marxists that wanted to take over the schools and screw the schools over. And change what was being taught about America. And they're whistleblowers. But we have these local teachers that think they know something because, oh, well, our little local union isn't communist. I didn't say that. I said the teachers union, the CTA, the top of it, the NEA are communists. It's been going on for years. It's documented. It's like I it's not like something I, I woke up in the middle of the night after eating pizza and smoking weed all night thought about. Are you kidding me? Grow up.
Grow a pair. Get some tits. Get some balls. Grow up and learn something. Go on Facebook. Say something stupid. You don't even know what you're talking about. You're disgusting. The schools are horrible. If I taught in the public schools, I would be in locally horribly embarrassed. Even though my class would be a top-notch class, I'd work my butt off a lot more than these other people would because it wouldn't be about money for me. The bottom line is the schools are so horrible, you should be horribly embarrassed. Are there wonderful teachers scattered about? Certainly there are. But even in the midst of that, the only people that are really thrilled were the the people that taught at Mary Kovalod School, downtown Marysville, because they had an award-winning school. We'll be right back for our last segment. Coming right up. Boycott Costa is trending on Twitter and not as many of us thought because their coffee is in fact shit. It appears to be made out of ground up foxes feces. But it's Boycott Costa because they are telling us now that if you are unvaccinated, you may only sit outside, ideally in the rain and the cold and the wind, and you may only use takeaway cups. If you want to go in and have your little hot chocolate or shit coffee, you have to have proof of immunity, maybe a, a vaccine jab, maybe show your jab wound, and you have to have photo ID, your driver's license, your passport or other. I mean, when was the last time you walked up and down the high street with your passport happily just poked into your back pocket? And what does this mean? This is medical apartheid. This is discrimination now, isn't it? Along religious lines as well, because many people can't have the vaccine for religious purposes. You don't actually need to boycott Costa. Let the sad little mass perverts and the visor Nazis go in there and drink their shit coffee. Take your money and spend it with independent coffee sellers who actually value the fact that you are helping their business and value the fact that freedom matters much more than being told you have to present your papers if you want to have a shit coffee at Costa Coffee. And to the person who made this sign, thank you for your cooperation and apologises for any inconvenience caused. For God's sake, learn the English language. When the Lodge ghetto was sealed in May 1940, Henrik Ross was forced to move into the ghetto. He managed to get a job as one of the official photographers in the ghetto, which gave him access to film and processing facilities. He used these facilities to secretly take pictures of the suffering of the Jews in the ghetto. He hid his camera under his coat and he opened it slightly and took snaps of images he saw. In this fashion, he managed to accumulate thousands of pictures 
that show us now what life was like in the ghetto. A few of his pictures display public executions and deportations. One of these pictures was taken in 1944 at the railroad station in the Lodge ghetto. The photograph displays a cattle car and a group of people standing around it. If we look at the framing of the picture, we can see that it is not centered. And this is important because the photographer was very professional and he was skillful. Furthermore, there's actually a black part on the left-hand side on the picture and also building material in the foreground. And all of these images are actually blocking the view of the person looking at the picture. It shows us that he had to hide in order to take the picture. The frame is actually showing the conditions of his hiding place, that he did not manage to take a closer look at the actual scene. Once, as a cleaner, I succeeded in entering this station. The men closed me into a storeroom of cement. I stayed there from six in the morning till seven in the evening until the Germans left and the whole transport was sent off. I saw this transport leaving. I heard the cries. I saw the beatings. I saw the shootings. I saw them being murdered. Henrik Ross risked his life in order to show what the Nazis tried to hide. And when we combine his testimony with a picture, we actually learn much more about the scene that we are seeing in the picture. We see people boarding the train, but we don't know what happens inside the cattle car. And we also don't know what happens to the people when they arrive at their destinations. So only if we contextualize the picture and put it into context with other archives, like testimonies, maps, or historical accounts, do we gain a better understanding of what was going on. When the liquidation of the ghetto began in 1944, Ross decided to bury his archive into the grounds of the ghetto so it could be dug up later and bear witness to the persecution of European Jews. Just before the closure of the ghetto, I buried my negatives in the ground in order that there should be some record of our tragedy, namely the total elimination of the Jews from Lodz by the Nazi executioners. I was anticipating the total destruction of Polish Jewry I wanted to leave an historical record of our martyrdom. Henrik Ross survived the Holocaust and he managed to locate and dug up his material after the war. In comparison to the perpetrator pictures, we can see that his collection is exceptional because he clearly loved human beings and social interactions and felt compelled to commemorate the Jewish life in the Lodge ghetto. Welcome to Babylon B Sports. What's up, sports fans? The Olympics are underway, and the women's U.S. soccer team has bravely decided to boycott scoring goals until racism is defeated. And did you hear what Megan Rapinoe said? She said, it's not our soccer skills that are bad, it's racism that's bad. 
So that's why our soccer skills are so bad. Makes sense to me. Let's take a look at the highlights. USA's got the ball. They're taking it the field. She shoots. She makes a save with the race of his back. What a play. Completely missing that goal for racial equality. Sweden, zero. USA, also zero. Racial justice, one. Let's see some more highlights. USA in possession of the ball in the narrative. She passes off the head, and she does it! Not score a goal, of course, but by enemy, she protests racism! I am sorry, but it is just so selfless of them to intentionally lose a game to make a statement about something that we all agree on, that racism is bad. If they don't get the message out there that racism is bad, who will? Besides everyone, who will? But they didn't stop at not scoring goals. They also let Sweden score goals on them to combat racism. Let's take a watch. Sweden has the ball. She passes. She shoots. Goal for USA. And by goal for USA, I don't mean goal for the USA women's soccer team. I mean a goal against USA structural racism. You know what? I think I'm convinced. Racism is bad. Were you not convinced before? No, I need athletes to guide my moral code. Without them, I might as well be Hitler. Thanks, athletes. We've also obtained audio from one of the plays. Let's watch. Stunning and brave! Look out, soldiers raising the flag at Iwo Jima. You got some competition. Let's see it again in slow motion. Stunning and brave! What a great day for American sports, American equality, and America, the country. Thank you, USA women's soccer team. Your poor soccer skills make me proud to be an American. All right, here we are, and um, last segment, and I want to read this. It says, welcome. There's a sign just stuck in the bushes. Welcome. You came here from there because you didn't like it there, and you now want to change here to be like over there. We are not racist, phobic, or anti-whatever you are. We simply like it here the way it is, and most of us actually came here because it is not like over there wherever there was. You are welcome here, but please stop trying to make here like over there. If you want here to be like there, you should not have left there to come over here. And you are invited to leave here and go back there at your earliest convenience. I am a, I love that philosophy. And uh, so that's what I'm, that's what I'm endorsing. So, uh, Let's see. What should I do here? We got one segment to go. And um, I want to say that um, what's going on with this uh, right now, we're seeing the second year of the promotion of fear, manipulation, and lies. There is no legitimate disease. There is a bunch of symptoms that they're describing as COVID, but there really hasn't ever been established a COVID 
disease. It's all been a propaganda scam. You say, oh, people didn't get sick, Lou. You know something? Some of you are so stupid. I have ran, I ran 27 years. I ran trauma intervention program. We were out on about 35 to 40 calls a month. 65% of them people died. So you know what I, the, the conclusion I came to after <clears throat> over 11,000, 65% of those 11,000 died. I can, came to a conclusion that people come to pass. And they come to pass in varying ways. They kill themselves. They shoot themselves. They drink themselves to death. They eat themselves to death. They uh, sh shoot heroin, suck stuff up their nose. They do a lot of stupid stuff. We do a lot of stupid stuff. We don't take care of ourselves. We sit around all day. We get fat. We're 100 pounds overweight. And, uh, and so people die. So when people said to me, well, you don't think people are dying? Yeah, people are dying. Now, if you would pay attention to the CDC statistics because they lied on the statistics, the flu season, which usually kills, like, and, and really it wasn't my fault, wasn't your fault, that flu, just the seasonal flu, whatever strain it is, didn't matter. Nobody really cared throughout history what strain it was, even though scientists knew. They called it something. Maybe 60, 80,000 people a year in the United States would die from the flu. Nobody seemed to particularly have a meltdown over that. Nobody tried to take over the country with communism because of that. The individual family members would bury people and grieve their loss, which is totally appropriate. But during COVID, a lot of those statistics went down to almost nothing. The flu Lots of things, cancer, heart disease, like they really didn't die of that, though they did die of that. But the, the government, the health officers, Anthony Fauci lied about it. Deborah Burks lied about it. Health officers lied about it. And so what happened then is a entire phenomenon was created around what I call the common cold. One day I was in the Yuba County Jail, and I had a lady named Hope Spencer was teaching with me that day. And we got to talking about the beginning of COVID. And I said, oh, this COVID. And I said, you know, and she said, Lou, uh, she worked in the medical profession, studied in the lab, was a university professor of some sort. And she said, COVID is just, because I'd never heard of the term COVID, COVID. She said, COVID is just the term that we use to describe the different var variations of the common cold. That's it, COVID. That's a scientific lab name. But when they gave this illness, this mysterious name of COVID-19, right? Because it started in 2019, right? So so what's happening is, and you, you know, I, I can already, already sense, oh, Lou, you know, it's just a conspiracy. You don't really know this, you know. It, if you aren't done believing the white coats and the blue coats, the blue coats are the, the, the government bureaucrats and the white coats are the uh, Frankenstein lab, lab people in this country. CDC is corrupt. Centers for Disease Control. World Health Organization is corrupt. They are not United States organizations. They are not, they're funded by the government, but they're not federal government agencies like CDC. Okay. Fauci is corrupt. He should be arrested. 
He, he is a Joseph Mengele Nazi type that should be arrested, prosecuted, and killed. Anthony Fauci, no question about it. He has consorted and collaborated and colluded with pharmaceutical companies and government to stash away millions and millions of dollars. He has got to cut in on the vaccine issues. He's wanting everyone in the world to get vaccinated and get booster shots and all this year after year after year. They're not, they're not able to cure the cold because it's a virus that changes constantly. They're never, this is an uncurable ailment. It's called the cold. You get it every year. You didn't used to worry about it. You'd say, oh, good, I made it through cold season. Oh, good, I made it through flu season. Didn't even get it this year. Well, thank you, Jesus, right? Now we are like been taught to be afraid of the common cold. And we've been told that it's very dangerous and very communicable. Both lies. If you have a healthy immune system, you take care of yourself, you you get plenty of vitamins, rest, da-da-da. You're not a fatso. Fatsos, COVID kills fatsos. If you're a fatso, you're in trouble, right? You're in trouble really from cancer as well, heart disease, diabetes. The body hates lardos. Get rid of it. Quit complaining. Quit blaming it. Keep, quit using the cheap excuse that, oh, my God, I got COVID. No, you you got you got an addiction called food. That's what you got. So this entire thing was fabricated. If you want to look up any of David Martin's talks about this, he won't be on YouTube. They blocked him there. Rumble, bit shoot, look at that. Look at Pandemic 1, Pandemic 2. Uh, if you don't want to look at anything, just be stupid, just be deceived, and go along that this is just a medical science at work. It, isn't, it doesn't have anything to do with medical science. Nothing. This entire takeover of the world was planned at Johns Hopkins University. It's right on YouTube. You can see the video. You can see pictures of the people sitting there discussing it. it and it's called a tabletop emergency scenario. They discussed how they're going to the shutdown, the mask. They discussed everything. It was all planned. Anthony Fauci came into Trump early on in his administration. He said, we're going to have a pandemic. No one's ever done that before in the history of the United States or the world. Predict a pandemic and it come to pass. Now, I'm not going to quibble with people over whether the United States pulled this off. The United States funded. Let's, let's just back up and say, do you think it's right for them to take viruses <clears throat> that are common viruses existing in nature and to jack them up and put a new set of wheels under them that will cause them to be deadlier and more virulent. Do you think that's good for mankind to do that? The U.S. government said it isn't and they shouldn't do that. But Anthony Fauci funded it and it was happening. The research started here in North Carolina, Chapel Hill. I can't remember if Chapel Hill South or North. <clears throat> then it moved over to China at the Wuhan. I've been, I've been to Wuhan, China. There is a place called Wuhan big and so we've been in the wet markets at wuhan so there's been all this trash talk let's just put it this way 
They fabricated this illness and got it out of the lab. If it stayed in the lab, nobody would have got this particular illness. Would people get sick every year? Yep. People getting sick every single year. It's a part of life, folks. It's called the fall after the sin of mankind, the fall, right? There was no sickness before sin. So let's look at it another way. What happened is that it was it was deceptive. They lied. There's nothing the scientists have said that ran this thing, the COVID pitch. There's nothing they said that was true. Nothing. The number of people dying, how virulent it was, how dangerous it was, how fatal it was going to be, the fact it was treatable by ventilators, the fact that it was not treatable by any common medication, hydroxychloroquine, iver- ivermectin, Benesicide, or I never can get that. There's an inhaler, a steroid inhaler. Nothing would work. They forbid you using it in many states. Uh, many states forbid the use of it. It actually was wonderful. In Cambodia right now, they're, they're giving lots of people ivermectin. You can. It doesn't even need a prescription to get it in the United States, which is incredible. You can buy it at the feed store. None of those medicines would work. You needed to stay in the house. Bad for your health. Need to wear a mask, bad for your health. Need to not touch people, hug people, kiss people, super bad for your health. It's like your immune system needs the action. Wash your hands incessantly, bad for your health. In fact, you should take a pee and not wash your hands. Be better for you. Just get your hands all funky dirty. You know, it's interesting to me that they, I, I talked about this several weeks ago where they tested all these kids that had these masks on. And they, the parents had a sneaking notion that there was disease uh, cells in the masks. Well, they were right, and I don't have the list in front of me tonight, but there was every kind of gnarly, filthy, disgusting from fecal matter, everything in those masks, and to cause all kind of matter of bad, bad, bad stuff in those kids. This whole ploy, do you think that these scientists, medical people that have some of the brightest people in our country, but they're devious, they're so devious. Man, you meet some bright criminals out there. They're so devious that they would actually purposely hurt us. I'm telling you people, we're right in the middle of them trying to kill us. If you think that that injection is is uh the concept is to make you healthier you're just deceived you're big time deceived now the push right now is uh to make it look like it's there's two there's been two tactics one tactic is is very effective and that is whether it's a war if you're the germans and you're trying to take over countries is just to scare the hell out of people and when you scare the hell out of a country what do they do They don't arm up. They give up. They surrender. Please don't hurt us. Remember Chamberlain of Great Britain said peace at all costs. We don't we don't want any action with you. You, You're a bad dude. We'll we'll just get along with you. Will you leave us alone if we just like capitulate a little bit? Fear. That's fear. So one of the tactics is the sophisticated mobilization of appeals to fear. And it's. Fear causes people to be paralyzed. You heard the term paralyzed with fear. It just takes their mind over. 
And the whole thing was to get you compliant with health authoritarianism. The second uh, tactic to to get people to comply is divide and conquer theatrics. And uh, it's been supported and help. It's been helpful to build public support for coercion, like sending the police down to Randy Mitchell's uppercut barbershop, going in there and threatening they're going to arrest him or citing him for a thousand dollars, including vaccine mandates where people tell you that if you don't get, you're selfish if you don't get the, the shot because it's going to hurt the rest of the community. No, it won't. No, it won't. If you, if that, if that shot is so good, you don't have a, you don't have a worry in the world. That shot is red hot. You don't have a worry in the world. Doesn't matter what I do. Doesn't matter what I do. The virus is in the environment. The virus is in the environment. If that shot is red hot, baby, take a bunch of shots. But whether or not I do is not having any effect on you. If I get sick from COVID or something else, so what? I don't think it'll kill me. I'm in good shape. But if something kills me, it's my maybe my time, right? You can't live forever. I had two friends this last week die. Not too old. They're both younger than me. They just came to pass. I'm not bitter about it. I'm sad about it. So the the media and the government has used two techniques, very effective techniques. Fear, you're going to die. Your kid's going to die. You're going to give it to somebody else. That person's going to give it to you. Divide and conquer. Cause people like Dan Flores, supervisor, became a medical expert. He's so full of himself that then he, he told the he supported the, the little leaguers telling their kids that they could not enjoy life and have fun playing baseball unless they wore a little mask around their deal. They got to comply. I don't know why they didn't ask them to put a condom on or a little jock strap or, you know, tie themselves up, you know, a chastity deal for guys. I mean, why don't we just get really weird and funky? Don't you think it's weird to put a mask on kids that are running around trying to have fun? What do you think the mask is doing? Basket's not keeping anything out. Why are we doing this? Haven't you ever asked that? What are we doing? You're telling me I can't go outside my house? I can't drive down the road? I can't go for a walk? I have a guy that used to teach, uh, was a football and basketball coach up in Washington. He he does uh, free English teaching in Vietnam, and he with his visa, he got stuck over there right now. I mean, he loves Vietnam. He loves the Vietnamese people, but... He's describing in a newsletter I read earlier today on an email about how intense it is to be locked up in your apartment all day, every day, every night. That's called a jail cell. That's called doing time. That's called communism, people. And if it's going to take you, they're not going to run up. It's just like a thief does not run up and say, I'm going to steal everything in your life. They just steal everything in your life while you're not looking, while you're sleeping. You're sleeping right now, and you've been jacked around. I don't know how many people. I just I don't bother even arguing with people anymore. 
They're saying that these mutant versions, you know that the common cold mutates constantly. That's why they've never been able to make a vaccine for it, and they never will. This vaccine is, is what the government's even now calling it gene therapy. Did I tell you? I think I told you that before. Maybe you needed to hear it again. It's messing with, you, it, with the blueprint of your cells and your organs. Very dangerous. Messing with something God did. Sherry Tenpenny, look her up. Sherry Tenpenny and Judy Mikovits. Look up Sherry Tenpenny. She challenged at the conference I was just at in Anaheim. She, she really upbraided people that were supposed Christian people. Said, don't you know your body's a temple of the Holy Spirit? You can't just stick stuff in it without God telling you to do that. You can't just go stick stuff in it and do stuff to it. Whether it's sticking heroin in it or whether it's sticking this AstraZeneca or Johnson and Johnson crap. That's all it is. You think, oh, that's terrible. That's heroin, cocaine, it's crap. No, no, no. This is crap. What they're putting in your body and in your children's body. Isn't it interesting? Why would they do this? They found that no kids, no children get COVID. Why would they insist to vaccinate them? Why? Think about it, people. Why? Why stick chemicals in in kids' bodies when they have a natural immunity to COVID? Why? Do you think it's going to stop any other bug getting them? We have the CDC flipping back and forth. Do you know now they're trying to say masks everywhere again? Lockdowns everywhere again? New York City, you can't go to a restaurant. You can't go to a movie. You can't go to an opera. You can't go a lot of places without a mask right now. Or, excuse me, without a vaccine right now. And they're coming down hard on people. Uh, the mayor is blaming this is this is the same thing the Nazis did with the Jews. They blamed all the problems of the the German Republic on the Jewish people. That they were they were lowbrows. And uh, same thing that the government is doing now, accusing good Americans that don't want to take a vaccine of putting us all at risk. It's divide and conquer and fear. I'm calling it a night because I did six sessions and I counted them so I can give Mr. Tanner Martis a good report. We'll see you next week. And again, if you want to come and see Polish pastor, renegade from Canada, Arthur Pawlowski, come on. 7 o'clock, Church of Glad Tidings, 1179 Eager Road in the big town of Yuba City. All right, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later. We're so glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight. We would especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois' law enforcement community who have chosen to join us here in the Palace Hotel Ballroom at this time. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show. And remember, people, that no matter who you are and what you do to live, thrive, and survive, there's still
Sweetheart to miss, sugar to kiss, sugar to kiss. 